You're in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Hi, neighbors. First, I want to remind you that Paracast is brought to you this week by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 85,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com slash Paracast. So let's take a look at the background of today's show before it begins. And I have to tell you in advance, as usual, we posted a section in the question bank forum at our forums at forum.theparacast.com asking our listeners if they had a question of our guest, Aaron Kaplan. And there's a lot of skepticism out there. I'll tell you that right in advance. And we're going to have a lot of questions to ask when he joins us shortly. But basically, Aaron Kaplan is author of a book called Deep Analysis, Frightening Conclusion. Normally, we get a lot of letters from people who have written books. They say has all the answers. In this case, I was interested for two reasons having nothing to do with the paranormal. One, his name, Kaplan. My wife's maiden name is Kaplan. I don't think there's any relationship because Kaplan in the northeast part of the USA is a very common name. Second, Aaron Kaplan, our guest, and I, we went to the same high school in different years. So there is kind of a crazy quilt connection there. But it doesn't mean that I'm going to react any more favorably to what he has to say. So we'll go with that. What do you think, Chris? Well, I guess there's one way to find out, Gene. Yes, there is. We have Aaron Kaplan on the Paracast. Now, as I said before we brought on Aaron Kaplan, I have some things in common with him, which he doesn't know about yet. But, Aaron, I want to welcome you first to the Paracast. Thank you very much. Okay, Aaron, your last name, Kaplan. My wife's maiden name is Kaplan, but I do not think we're related because Kaplan's a pretty common name in that part of the country. Okay. I used to go out with an Esther Kaplan. <laughs> Esther. She was a hottie. Okay. And the other thing is you <laughs> you Who's and I. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The other thing, Aaron, is you and I went to the same high school. Uh-oh. What year? I can't say that. You know, I, I think it was in the dark ages. You know, I actually lived, yeah. I used to live in Terra Nova. That's that place you see in the TV show where they go back 85 million years. I graduated children in 1964. Okay. Okay. So that's our connection. But the real question we have, Aaron, is before we talk about your book and your conclusions, tell our listeners something of your background, how you came from the point you left S.J. Tilton High School in Brooklyn till now. Tell us about a little bit about your life and what got you interested in paranormal subjects. Well, I was always interested in aircraft. When I grew up in Israel, I used to belong to a flying club. I used to fly gliders. You know, I was a little kid, 12, 13, 14 years old. And I used to have a lot of fun. I used to watch a lot of sci-fi movies. My most favorite was, you know, uh, the beautiful space movies with the UFOs, like Forbidden Planet. I used to love it. And some always intrigued me what's going on. When I came here and I graduated from high school, I started to go to a school in Flushing, New York called the Academy of Aeronautics. It's a, a aerospace college. She graduated in 67. Between the two schools, I used, to, I used to go to a meeting, well, I went to a meeting in Manhattan, a MUFON meeting. If you remember the old name, like Project Blue Book and so forth. That meeting in Manhattan would have showed you a movie. Yeah, but I think you're getting a couple of things mixed up here. In the 60s, okay. there was... 
I think the Mutual UFO Network did start in the 60s, but there was also a group called CSI of New York at that time. And then, of course, Project Blue Book was the Air Force's project. So I'm kind of confused here what you meant. Well, I was exactly very young. I was like 17, 18 years old. So I couldn't give you the exact name, but I used to belong to one of those clubs. And I went to Manhattan to see the show two movies, one 8mm and one 16mm movies. One show on those five, if you remember those five uh, playing the missing of the, the, the Bermuda Triangle, so forth. We watched that. Then the guy showed another movie related to Roswell. But that was, uh, I remember very well, not 16mm, but an 8mm movie, which was taken by the little Piper Cubs from the Tuco from Roswell, Roswell Air Force Base. Now, that movie was for real. Was All right, what, real. the movie that you're seeing here, this was a movie right. of the Roswell crash or what? Yes, yes. Uh, it was taken by by U.S. Air Force pilot from a Piper Cub uh, flying over the crash sites. Now, remember, there was not only one site. There were more than one. There were seven and nine crash sites. All right, now let me explain. So watching the movie two or three times, the reason why I watched it more than once there's one guy that sat in front of me, a grown-up person, asked the operator of the projector, sir, can you please run it one more time? So he did. Then the guy said, stop. Run it again. As the guy was running it, the, the newspaper man in the movie, who was silent, he was very silent, movie, no voice, but you can see the lips of the pilot moving on the ground when he was interviewed. And the man in the audience gets up and, and actually says the words of the pilot. He said, you see it matching his lips movement. It said, this has happened between eight and nine areas, to my knowledge, the last 48 hours, okay? So apparently, this was like a hush-hush movie that uh, you can't even find anymore. It slipped out. Okay, so, so let me, let me phrase this. I am like, uh, Aaron, yeah. I, I got to say, you, you're throwing me for a loop here, buddy. Uh, you're talking, hey. what, what year was this about? Uh, it was exactly 1965, 64, 65, between high school and college. Let me throw something in the middle before Chris finishes this question. During those years, Jim Mosley, the editor and publisher of Saucer News, before it became Saucer Smear, he used to hold weekly meetings. Yes, he was there. Okay. Okay. Now, okay. Now, you, therefore, you and I might have met. Okay. The key is here is that I distinctly remember all those meetings, all those sessions, because I was there and I was part of Jim's helping crew or volunteers. I was a young volunteer. Right, 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 right. Okay. The problem is I do not remember any such movie like this, period. Don't remember any movie like this. In fact, I don't remember that we ever talked about Roswell, period. Never happened. I have no memory of this, and I went to those meetings. So you've got to explain. It must be a different meeting. There was one meeting. It was one of those uh, hotel rooms, church in the middle, and there were two movies shown. One was 16mm, I'm pretty sure, because I remember the projector, and the movie was about the Bermuda Triangle. There's five missing planes. I forgot the exact name of the plane. That's unimportant. Then another movie was shown. But that, I remember, was a different projector. It was 8mm movie. And that's when that, that, that occurrence took place. I understand, but it was twice. not at a Saucer News meeting. I can guarantee you that because if that information had come about at a Saucer News meeting, 
Number one, I was at most of those meetings, so I would have seen it. Number two, because I was helping Jim Mosley in the editing of Saucer News, there would have been coverage. There was no coverage. So, yeah, maybe there was a meeting in New York at that time. I can't obviously vouch for all meetings that were held, but it wasn't Saucer News. Well, by now, been Saucer News, because remember, I was very young then. I was like 17, uh, I mean, you know, uh, roughly 17, uh, 18 years old. I don't remember the exact name. Well, I know I joined those those uh, clubs, and one meeting that was in Manhattan in a an hotel room, not an auditorium, but like a big rental, you know, like a big meeting room. Sure. And stuff. That was very common in those days, where yeah, organizations yeah. would rent a meeting room, usually at a mid-level hotel, of course, because they couldn't afford to go to like right, a Waldorf right, Astoria right, 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 or something right. like that. Waldorf Astoria obviously was too expensive for them, so they had to go to a more economical venue. Now, the other possibility would be Tim Beckley held meetings too, but he was even younger, and I don't think he was holding meetings at that particular point in time. So, all right, so let's assume then this was a different meeting that you saw these films. Did you attempt at any time to follow up on this to find out exactly what was happening? Before you answer that question, I have to tell our listeners... Our guest is Aaron Kaplan. The book is called Deep Analysis, Frightening Conclusion. And we're going to the background now of Aaron's history, discovering the UFO mystery. I'm Gene Steinberg. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. You're in the Paracast. As you know, the Paracast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 85,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, featuring audio versions of many New York Times bestsellers. For our listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook to give you a chance to try out their service, such as Leslie Kane's UFOs, generals, pilots, and government officials go on the record. For that free audiobook, go to audiblepodcast.com slash Paracast. That's audiblepodcast.com slash Paracast. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. Hello again. I hope all is well. This is John Swenson at Midas Resources, 800-686-2237, extension 128. We're your source for gold and silver. Not much has changed since we last spoke. The economy remains in the tank. Unemployment is a national disaster, and there's zero leadership in Washington. Experts tell us that the stock market is headed towards 7,000. The deficit will continue to climb. Still, gold is expected to go to 2000 by the first quarter. That had put silver back nearing 50 bucks. Frankly, Scarlett, there are no solid options available beyond precious metals. Please give me a call, John Swenson, 800-686-2237, extension 128, for an informative, no-pressure conversation. John Swenson, 800-686-2237, extension 128, and I look forward to hearing from you. 
Ready for cold and flu season? Now's the time to get ready and save during the pre-winter sale at HerbalHealer.com. Stock up on powerful, natural flu fighters like olive leaf extract, elderberry power, and grapefruit seed liquid. Don't forget your vitamin D3 this winter. Right now, HerbalHealer.com has 120 soft gels, 1,000 IUs on sale for only $9. And remember, HerbalHealer.com offers eFoods Global Products, delicious, premium, storable foods that contain no MSG, no trans fats, no GMO, and have a 25-year shelf life. Click the eFoods link on HerbalHealer.com and try eFoods storable meals for free. Bookmark HerbalHealer.com, then experience live chat, correspondence courses, and sign up for our free newsletter. As always, new customers get a free 128-page catalog with your order. Log on and hit the pre-winter specials at HerbalHealer.com. Healing the world with nature, one person at a time, since 1988. You can't argue with success. And many people have found great success in fighting back colds and flu viruses with Ali C, the world's best garlic extract. So now, it's time to get even more success with the other great quality natural products from Affinity Health Products. Like C Energy Liquid Vitamins, Lose and Snooze, and the One Day Diet. Or Human Growth Hormone Support, Menopause Specialist for Women, and Joint Specialist. See these and many other quality Affinity Health products for men and women online at AffinityHealthProducts.com. That's A-F-F-I-N-I-T-Y HealthProducts.com. Or call in your orders at 877-888-7126. That's 1-877-888-7126. Trust your health to the makers of Alley C, the world's best garlic extract. Affinity Health Products, the finest and most innovative natural health products available. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And if you'd like to catch up on past episodes, we have hundreds of shows for you to download direct from theparacast.com. That's theparacast.com. Or check us out at iTunes. We're back with Aaron Kaplan. The book he's going to be talking about is Deep Analysis, Frightening Conclusion. But first, we go back to New York City in the mid-1960s in the borough of Manhattan, where Aaron attends a meeting, a UFO club or something, where they show two movies, one of the Bermuda Triangle, you know, where in certain cases aircraft disappeared under supposedly mysterious circumstances, and then another movie showing something about the crash at Roswell and other locations. Now, after having seen this movie, did you talk to the people who were showing it? Did you get any more information? No, I was too shy. I just, you know, I stood there a few minutes, and one or two guys did ask questions. There was one guy that I remember distinctly, uh, slightly bald-headed with glasses, acted very silly. I just walked out and just went home. And I was very young, 17, 18. I wasn't a professional then, just a student. So I didn't pay attention to what's going on around me. But whatever the pilot said when his lips were moving, I never forgot that until this day. It stuck in me real deep. Okay, so at what point did you say, you know what, this is something we need to follow up on? Where did you start to really consider it seriously? I guess with time, you know, uh, my background was mostly aerospace. I worked for all the big companies like uh, Federal Republic and Farming Long Island, now they close Grumman Aerospace. 
DF-14, DF-11A, Technosecurity Aircraft in Connecticut, Pratt Whitney Jet Engines, which I took a patent on, Edo Corporation in College Port, New York, a submarine warfare for the Navy. So it's pretty well rounded up. When you work with these people, you hear stories from one person to another. Nothing specific, but I was always interested. I used to listen very, very closely to uh, the Coast to Coast radio shows with Art Belfort and George Norrie, and I was always very deeply in it. Do you, by any chance, Aaron, remember Long John Nebel in the 60s and 70s? Yes. Okay. I remember his name. Okay, because he's a pioneer of paranormal talk radio. Whenever we consider this subject on radio, Long John Nebel was the guy who invented it. He invented the all-night talk show format, and probably a lot of the people who do talk shows today Oh, something to Long John. Okay, so you listen to the radio. At what point did you start to do serious research? After reading many books and, and listening to all the programs, each author, each researcher says, well, my book has the answer. And I'm listening, I'm listening, I'm listening. It's mind-boggling. I did not get an answer, okay? All the books left me hanging up in the air. Yeah, again, I'm really confused here because, you know, Charles Berlitz didn't coin the term Bermuda Triangle until the until 74, 75, and, and Roswell wasn't on the map really until 80. So, you know, you're talking 65 here. I mean, you're 15, 20 years ahead of, of when the, the public really was made aware of these subjects or, or even the terms. You know, correct me if I'm wrong, Gene, but wasn't the Bermuda Triangle, wasn't that term coined by Berlitz uh, in, in the 70s? I knew Berlitz, by the way, okay? And I advised him on some of the material he used in the book, The Philadelphia Experiment, all right? I was one of his sources, and I became friendly with Berlitz, so I know something about the man. And I have to tell you that, no, he didn't coin the term, Chris. There had been reports of strange goings-on in that region well, yeah, before Berlitz. Well, yeah, and all that, of course. Sure, yeah. sure. But that term is not Berlitz's term, not his invention. It okay. came out before then. Okay. Now, let me tell you guys one more clue, if you allow me. I came to this country in, 19th, in November of 1960, and a few months after I came here, I remember distinctly the abduction of so-called Bay, Bernie and Barney Hill. The name that I'll never forget, the soon name I'll never forget that I guess happened on September 20th, 1961. And I don't remember exactly what they said, but I do know that a few couple of years later, some doctor came out who was hired by the Air Force, Dr. Uh, Colin Hynek. He was called to investigate certain seduction or certain sightings. And I'll never forget the hysteria of his words that really got me going when he spoke about a swamp gas in somewhere in Michigan. When I heard that, okay, as young as I was then, I just started college, I think, it really got me going because I knew right there in that moment, okay, that something is going on, not only cover-up, but it's way beyond the cover-up. So I guess at that time, I started really, you know, getting into it. Hmm. And... Well, I also remember from Barney Benny Hill, not at the time that the big news came out, but a couple of years later, and I've got to be careful, uh, be very careful what I'm going to say now, is they mentioned when they abducted on a UFO or flying saucer or whatever it was, they've seen some beings inside the, the, the spaceship. First, Betty Hill claimed she heard him speak some, as, as some sort of a German, German accent, but it wasn't German exactly. And they've also seen some other strange beings on a spaceship. But what I do remember uh, distinctly is I read a book, I can quote, that on the same flying saucer, I'm just saying flying saucer because I'm assuming that's what it was, there was a woman standing in the middle between those so-called tall blondes. They described them, they described them as being tall blondes and a few grays in the background. But the woman in the middle, okay, she seemed to be very pretty. And you spoke to them in, in pure English. 
Again, I've got to be very careful what I'm going to say now. She said that her name is Ishtar. I know it sounds very, very uh, 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 blunt, but after that happening, to the mid-70s, there was a very uh, uh, famous writer called Zikariah Sitkan, and his first book was The Twelve Planets. I read the first book very thoroughly. The rest of his books, I got a glance through basically the same theme. But as far as the book got me going to what was really going on, it gave me the biggest clue ever to the connected, the, 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 the crash and so forth at Roswell and to his theme in his books. So the best way that I can describe what really, you know, got me going into the subject. Aaron, you're talking about uh, Zechariah Sitchin and the, his book, The Twelfth Planet? But what's what's the connection here uh, between Sumeria, you know, uh, changing a couple words in Sumeria and coming up with a whole uh, new take on Sumerian legends and Roswell? I, I I don't I don't see the connect connection. Oh, wait to hear this! They're gonna blow your mind. Okay, <laughs> I'm claiming in my book. My book is about DNA, and I'll give you the answer to my book right off the bat. You want to wait to the end. The cause for the crash of Roswell, believe it or not, was DNA. Okay? I know it sounds absurd, but exactly what I found out in my deep research. It's phenomenal. It's unbelievable. All right, how did you, you find this out? Through a lot of research, a lot of research, and one night, the sitting and thinking, it came to me out of nowhere. I went back, researched, the Old Testament, the New Testament, story of Noah, when, when uh, you know, God called him, he's a righteous person, whatever, the Mount Sinai incident, when Noah went to uh, Mount Horeb with a burning bush, and God said, I knew your forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and I said, wait a minute, what's going on here? You know, in the beginning, there were no Jewish people, there were no religion, there was nothing. Noah wasn't Jewish. Uh, Abraham himself uh, was a Jewish yet only his son became Jewish later on. What's going on? Then I said, oh my God. The so-called God was following a certain DNA line. Now, I'll really, tell you what, before we get into the DNA line and lots more, if you have a comment or a question, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. We have Aaron Kaplan with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Hey, folks, in today's fast-paced work environment, getting everyone in the same room for a meeting can be challenging, especially when they work in different locations. And that's why I use GoToMeeting with HD Faces by Citrix. It is amazing. You can collaborate online by sharing your presentation. While seeing colleagues face-to-face in high definition, they can hide their blemishes. Video quality is so clear and natural, it's like being in the same room. And all you need is an Internet connection with a webcam. It's that easy. So here's what I can do. For example... 
on the Paracast, which I host with my friend Chris O'Brien, we live in different locations. We need to share something, a document or something like that. All I have to do is call him up with GoToMeeting, and I say, Chris, take a look at this, and he said he's ready to go. You can try GoToMeeting with HD Faces free for 30 days. Visit GoToMeeting.com, click the Try It Free button, enter the promo code PODCAST, use the promo code PODCAST. Before you throw away your used batteries, you need to listen to this. Now, going green can save money. Go green and save money by giving life to your used batteries by charging them with the Renaissance Charger. The Renaissance Charger uses a new revolutionary battery charging technology that effectively extends the life of new batteries and gives new life to used batteries. Invented by legendary audio genius John Bedini, this unique and patented charging system rejuvenates the electrochemical plate structure in the battery without additives, increasing capacity and maintaining cell integrity. Renaissance Charge offers a full line of products made in the USA for all types and sizes of batteries. Find out why our customers tell us the Renaissance Charger is the only battery charger they will ever use. Save your money. Save the environment. Visit us online at r-charge.com. That's r-charge.com. Or call us at 208-772-4514. That's 208-772-4514. Be a part of the revolution today. OpticsPlanet.com is where discerning gun owners and outdoorsmen go to gear up. Optics Planet has the best selection of rifle scopes, red dots, night vision, holsters, bags, and tactical gear on the planet. With always low prices, free shipping on most orders, and expert customer service. Go to OpticsPlanet.com slash GCN to get a free gift with purchase. That's OpticsPlanet.com slash GCN. Or call 800-332-OPTICS. 800-332-6784. That's the sound of your door being kicked in by an intruder with a single kick. That's the sound of the same door now protected by the Door Sentinel at MySafeDoor.com. Go to MySafeDoor.com right now and watch the amazing video. At MySafeDoor.com, you'll learn how to turn your home into a fortress with the Door Sentinel. 16 kicks later, and the Door Sentinel is still holding strong. MySafeDoor.com. That's MySafeDoor.com. Keeping food on hand for emergencies protects you the same way as does insurance on your home or car. With Freeze-Dry Guy freeze-dried foods in your food reserve, you can be ready for just about any unexpected crisis. Right now, for the month of October 2011, Freeze-Dry Guy is letting their customers get first dibs on the meat bucket special. That's roasted chicken, Southwest-style chicken, teriyaki-style chicken, stroganoff-style beef, cheesy ground beef, and savory roasted ground beef. Just add hot water and enjoy. Portable, easy, convenient. Real meat, real good. Supplies won't last with this special offer. Order today to beef up your freeze-dried meat supply. You'll even get $20 back in survival bucks or loyalty dollars when you beat the rush and order our freeze-dried meat buckets. Go to freezedryguy.com. That's freezedryguy.com. Or call 866-404-3663. That's 866-404-FOOD. This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. We have Aaron Kaplan with Gene and Chris on the Paracast. He's author of a book called Deep Analysis, Frightening Conclusion, and we're in the subject of DNA and somehow relating this to the Bible. 
I don't know if I'm understanding this. Would you explain further, Aaron? We have a question is Roswell. Nobody knows why. Well, here's what happened. There was a failed experiment, basically. Those UFOs that crushed the Roswell were not the fallen angels or the Nephilim. They were piloted by the Greys, who were manufactured thousands or millions of years ago by a race called the Anunnaki, which is very well described in the Christian's book, The Twelfth Planet, and the other uh, books, and by the Nephilim themselves, the fallen angels. Now, Here's a kicker. There was a failed experiment of DNA. Why? Apparently, those UFOs hit something in space. They were flying information, and I'll prove it later on, towards the moon. But unfortunately, there's something on the moon. Not a base, not a base, but a device. There was a there by the Anunnaki's to prevent, to prevent the so-called the original fallen angels from escaping this earth. It's an invisible barrier that cannot be seen that originates on the moon and is all around the earth like an invisible ball, a mesh. If any one of those Nephilim tries to escape the earth's barrier, which is accordingly miles away from the surface of the earth, the height of the moon, if they hit it, that barrier will detect it destroy it. Okay, you know, you're going way ahead of us here. Aaron, you're going way ahead of us here. All right, we have a barrier. This is not the Van Allen belt. No, 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 no. Okay. The fallen angels, when they, when they landed here, they, they were so-called punished by the gods, which according to the Sumerian books, or as a Christian, the gods Enki and Enlil and, and San Marduk, they were imprisoned to this planet. This is their hell. Okay. They're not tied by change, by chains, or by handcuffs, or anything. The only thing that keeps them here is an invisible barrier around our planet Earth. They cannot penetrate it. Invisible barrier, but how did we therefore come to send men to the moon? How were we able to send probes to Mars and elsewhere? If there's an invisible barrier, is it specifically dedicated towards this race, or what? Yes. And let me explain to you, not a bombshell. Those fallen angels, through, the se- through generations, of course, intermarried with the women of Earth, and we also carry their DNA. So let me ask you a question now. Do you remember any mission so far, so far, of mankind that went beyond the moon? You mean no. other than the landings of the Apollo program? They were still on the moon. It's still, it's still the surface of the moon. Still within a barrier. But you, but you know of any mission publicly known to us by the U.S. government or by Russian government of any man mission that went beyond the quarter mile, the, the quarter, I'm sorry, beyond the 250,000 mile barrier? Okay, so it's living beings, it's not simply spacecraft, it has to have intelligent passengers? Living beings, I mean, we, the human race, who carry... In other words, in other words what, what you're saying is, is we're quarantined on this planet, is what it sounds like you're saying. Exactly, exactly. 
Well, I mean, Aaron, you know, I, I really have to be honest with you. All this stuff is fascinating. I think it would make make a great science fiction novel. But, you know, you're you're really you're stating a lot of things as fact that that there, you, you have no way to uh, back this up. I mean, and demonstrate uh, any sort of direct scientific evidence that would support your conclusions. I mean, it, it all sounds very plausible. I mean, in, in a, you know, kind of a dramatic sort of science fiction sort of way. But uh, here at the Paracast, we, we require a little bit more uh, evidence. And, and you know, I, <laughs> quite frankly, I'm, I'm sitting here with my jaw on the table going, you know, this, I can't believe this guy is saying this stuff is fact. We don't know any well, of gonna, this. I'm going to give it to you. Do you remember approximately, let's go in the timeline back from Roswell. Do you, can you tell me roughly what happened about a week uh, before Roswell? Something very, very famous. Well, of course, the sighting from Kenneth Arnold. Okay. Well, a huge wave of activity all down the West Coast. Sure, but... sure. Right. Now, exactly one week before the crash of Roswell, exactly one week, there was a sighting on June 24th by Kenneth Arnold. Okay. Over uh, in Washington yeah, State. Yeah, our listeners are really up up to speed, uh, so you, we don't need to go that. and recount right. the Kenneth Arnold. He saw, he said he saw nine UFOs, nine UFOs, flying information. After he saw that, and he landed, when he spoke to the state trooper, he said that the leading UFO was not round, but was shaped of a crescent. All right, so we are on the same page here. The original report of Kenneth Arnold's sighting talked of nine disc-shaped or crescent-shaped objects. Later on, it was reported that, in actuality, the lead craft was the one that was crescent-shaped. Just clarify that point, that's all. The term UFO was not used because it wasn't invented yet. It was invented later on by Captain Edward Ruppelt. He referred to them as having a motion that resembled saucers, skipping across water, and someone in the press said, aha, flying saucers, that's where it started. Okay, I'll go with that. Now, good thought, the, good idea. Good. Now, one of the uh, UFO crash sites in the Roswell area, I'm not sure whether it was actually in Roswell, but throughout New Mexico, one of the crash sites, some described the UFO as being not round, but that's a moon-shaped. So officially or unofficially, I'm trying very hard to tie the two together. Those nine UFOs seen one week earlier flying information in the sky were a week later the same nine, uh, seven to nine UFOs that crashed in Roswell. Is it far-fetched? Maybe not. All right. Well, number one, the Roswell crash does not describe nine or even seven objects, okay? Well, like I said, like I told you before, when I looked at a movie, or the 8mm movie, okay, the lips of the pilot who was interviewed, his lips said specifically, this happened between seven, eight, or nine locations. Okay, so that gets back to the other thing here. We have a legend of the Roswell crash, where people remember different details. We have stories about another crash at Aztec, New Mexico, and that's disputed by a lot of UFO researchers, but I do know that some researchers such as Scott Ramsey and also Frank Warren do favor it. There's going to be a book about it later this year. But I'm still not seeing this connection with all the stuff in the Bible. You know, I'm not really understanding this yet. 
But I was going to say is when Kenneth Arnold saw those nine UFOs a week earlier, those nine UFOs supposedly now were on a mission. Well, I assume if they are real, they had a mission of some sort. How do we propose to understand that mission? You only understand if you try to put nothing together as one puzzle. One section by itself, you will not understand. But why do we have to do that? Why should we do that? Why should we assume all these separate events have some kind of unification? Isn't that maybe stretching a little bit? No, because at the end, if you'll hear, if you'll hear all my evidence, one by one, if you're all together, you, you tell yourself, oh my God, it fits. All right, now that's something we're going to get into as we look into the history. I'm going to ask you, and Chris is going to ask you, about the evidence and why you think that evidence points to a frightening conclusion from your deep analysis. And the book is called Deep Analysis, Frightening Conclusion. The author is Aaron Kaplan. The book is also available freely to our members in our forums at forum.paracast.com. That's forum.paracast.com where you can download your copy. You're listening to Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Neighbors, do you need to bring the final touches to your latest podcasts? Clean up the soundtrack of that holiday video. Mix together a few takes from your last jamming session. Process the audio files of the video game you're creating to sound just right. But look no further. Whatever audio-related task you're looking to perform, Amadeus Pro is the tool for you. It's the Swiss Army knife of sound editing. Go to hairersoft.com. H-A-I-R-E-R-Soft.com. You expect professional service from your doctor, your accountant, and even the girl who takes your morning coffee order. Why not from your domain registrar, too? Namecheap.com provides stellar service with no sneaky upselling. We offer more features and security options for your website than there are ways to order a latte. And new domains come with WhoisGuard to protect your personal info. At Namecheap.com, you can get your domain for as low as $2.99. Now is a great time to get to know Namecheap.com. What nutrition are you missing that's leading to the four major diseases? Cancer, arthritis, heart disease, and Parkinson's. There are at least 80,000 medical studies that show a lack of the protein glutathione to be linked to cancer, heart disease, Parkinson's, macular degeneration, lung disease, digestive diseases, diabetes, Alzheimer's, ALS, rheumatoid arthritis, and lupus. In all, at least 68 diseases. What is the number one food by which your body is most empowered to increase its glutathione production? It is undamaged whey protein from grass-fed cows. One World Whey is truly the first undamaged whey protein. All other whey protein powders are damaged by heat, chemicals, and filtration. One World Whey is the most life-giving whey protein powder ever produced. Call 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. Or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorldWhey.com. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. I designed our top-selling holster, the Super Tuck Deluxe, to solve the problems of being poked, pinched, and gouged while carrying concealed. The Super Tuck Deluxe is the most comfortable, most concealable holster on the market today. We offer a two-week free trial and a lifetime warranty. Visit us at crossbreedholsters.com. Don't forget... 
crossbreedholsters.com. Question. When the next disaster strikes, will you be ready? Answer. Yes. If you have top quality survival gear from the survivalzone.com, these days it's wise to keep a survival kit in your vehicle, home, and office. The survivalzone.com specializes in ready-to-go wilderness, 72-hour, and compact survival kits, plus freeze-dried and dehydrated food, MREs, stun guns, non-hybrid seeds, and much more. Call 603-838-5933 to be prepared with the survivalzone.com. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today, complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231, and the Berkey Guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey Light, the Berkey Guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey Guy at 1 886 3653. That's 1 886 3653. Or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. Hi, this is Don Ecker, and you are tuned into the Paracast. Let me tell you what, you're going to hear stuff here that you probably won't hear anywhere else. Hear that, George Snorri? We have Aaron Kaplan. The book is Deep Analysis, Frightening Conclusion, with Gene and Chris on the Paracast. And I have to tell you, Aaron, I'm not you know, trying to put anything down because, frankly, we still are waiting for your evidence. We're looking, you know, at the various parts of the whole before we look at everything. When I set up a forum, a message thread in the Paracast community forums, the first question that came to mind from our listeners is, was this book meant to be fact or fiction? So I assume from talking to you, this is a factual book, right? Definitely a factual book, according to my gathering of evidence that I came up with. Very, very factual for my sources. Okay, so let's move beyond Roswell and Kenneth Arnold, and let's look at other so-called parallels. What else? Before Kenneth Arnold, something other major thing happened, very major, the government is trying to keep very, very quiet, which is Operation High Jump. Now, you have no idea what a connection. Again, according to my findings, Operation High Jump has to do with Kenneth Arnold, and Roswell. How so? During Operation High Jump, publicly, there was known as a scientific expedition. Look for minerals and so forth and so forth. Quietly behind closed scenes, there was a mission to find some, some hidden Nazis from World War II that hid under the ice in Antarctica, in the South Pole, supposedly. So we, so we have a fleet of 40 peaceful ships, 40 warships, two aircraft carriers, the Philippine Sea, destroyers, submarines, all heading toward Antarctica. And one of the head people on the fleet was Admiral Byrd, very famous person. He flew many missions, as we all know, in, in, in 20s and 30s and 40s to the South and North Pole. He was pretty familiar with, with, with territories. His mission on that uh, uh, 
big mission, Operation High Jump, was was supposed to be a peaceful mission. It was basically in charge of six aircraft called R4Ds or RD4s, which are basically converted DC-3s full of cameras and very highly classified equipment. The main camera type that was used in his missions was the trometricon cameras. Supposedly, there are three lenses. One lens pointing straight down to the ground, one lens in a 45-degree angle, and one lens straight out. Now, those six planes took off from the aircraft carrier, the Philippine Sea, I believe roughly on January 29, 1947. Now, those six planes were tied by chains, by chains to the deck carrier. So that carrier, if its fighters wanted to see any action, would not join any action until those six planes took off first. Everybody's seen Admiral Byrd step into the second uh, R4Ds, take off from the carrier. By the way, those planes took off with uh, uh, snow skis right on them. Very risky, but they did it. They took off to a small base in Antarctica called Little America 4, I believe, which is roughly a trip of 800 miles away. I'm going to stop one second here and go back a few hours. When this fleet entered the area of Antarctica, the center of the South Pole, everything was very, very peaceful. Now, remember, there were roughly 4,000-plus people throughout this fleet, sailors, American, English, Russian joined, uh, Australians, even some Polish, and a few other countries. Uh, they started to attack what was supposed to be German fortifications on the ice in Antarctica. Wait, wait, wait. When did this happen? This is after World War II? It happened right the last week in January and the first two weeks of February of 1947. It's called Operation High Jump. This is after World War II. We're still at war. Yeah, 1947, Gene. Okay. After the two bombs, after the two bombs dropped in Hiroshima, way after, about a year after, three years after, it was supposed to be a very peaceful operation, but it was not. Somebody knew what's waiting out there, but they weren't positive. As soon as the fleet entered the area, everything was very peaceful. Now, the reason I understand why the U.S. Uh, US government did not, did not want to be known to the world what they're doing is they didn't want to start World War III. But once they admit that they may be attacking, hiding Germans under the ice Antarctica, that would start a World War III. So everything was hushed up. Well, we just beat the Germans. How could there be World War III if they're just hiding under the ice and there's probably not many of them? I, I, I don't understand, you know, your terminology. Well, apparently before the end of the war, the Germans already knew they were going to lose the war. So what they did, very quietly in secret, as crazy as it sounds, they gathered many young men, mostly Germans, some Europeans. They gathered them for a special mission. Right, yeah, New Schwabenland, and, and, and supposedly they you know had a submarine base and other things there. But That's correct. You're right. You're right on. You're correct. But one more thing happened. Something else was there besides the Germans. About the one you'll understand. You may have heard it, but the audience may not have. 
As soon as our fleet opened fire on those so-called fortifications, they were suddenly attacked, and let's put it in the sound, out of this world, by flying saucers, UFOs. But by two types. To attack with two types of UFOs. One looked like UFOs that we saw in pictures, like German UFOs, looked like mechanical built. We always possessed the strange names that they were given. Those UFOs opened fire on the fleets, caused heavy damage. While at the same time, between these UFOs, some other UFOs appeared, huge. One was almost as big as a battleship. They were very smooth, very shiny. They didn't fire one shot. They came from under the water, flew over the fleet, and back in the water. The scouts. As soon as our fleet stopped firing, they stopped firing. That happened three to four times. We had some heavy casualties. I'm not going to go into the names of ships on that's, that's not called for. However, at the same time, you have to remember that Admiral Byrd was already on his way among six hardy fours toward the base Little America 4 for peaceful missions to take pictures of the area with the very famous stromatical cameras. Now, here's the catch-22. The government will try to brainwash the whole world that Admiral Byrd was not in South America at the same time. But he was in the North Pole. And all the crazy stories about Admiral Byrd being in the North Pole, going in the Earth, are fake, and they never happened. So here's the catch. Admiral Byrd at the exact time was never in the North Pole. He was in the South Pole in Antarctica, taking pictures. Now, I'm going to interrupt you here, Aaron, for a second, because the late Ray Palmer used the presence of Admiral Byrd in different parts of the world as evidence that actually he went and visited the hollow earth. <laughs> you ever hear of that? Yes, I did. Yeah, but I, I'm, still, I'm still wondering what you're basing uh, this, this engagement, uh, supposedly, you're describing. You know what, uh, get- you know what, what I'm getting at. Yeah, well, where, where's this information? You've got to qualify this for the listeners here. I mean, where, where did you I get sure this information? I sure will. Those cameras aboard the RD4s were called chromatical cameras. Now, I researched it very carefully. The film used was a very special film by Kodak on those cameras. That film was made to be used only during daytime, extreme daylight hours, not at nighttime. Now, do you know what the North Pole looks like on the second week of February? It's black, celestial winter. So how could anybody tell me that Admiral Byrd was in the North Pole in the second week of February? No one. It's a lie. All right. Well, maybe he wasn't there at the North Pole. Maybe he was at the South Pole. But I think we're looking, Chris and I, for evidence of some kind of engagement with UFOs where shots were fired, and that's something we have to explore in more detail. What can I say? But we've got a lot more coming. If you have a comment or a question about the Paracast, please let us know. Please write us, news at theparacast.com. Once again, that's news at theparacast.com. And by the way, we also have those great Paracast community forums 
at forum.theparacast.com. Once again, that's forum.theparacast.com. Pay us a visit. Our guest is Aaron Kaplan. The book is called Deep Analysis, Frightening Conclusion. I'm Gene. The co-host is Chris. You're in The Paracast. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you own an Apple iPhone and love to listen to your favorite programs on GCN, I've got good news for you. I'm proud to announce that GCN has a brand new iPhone app available for our dedicated listeners at GCNlive.com. Listen to your favorite hard-hitting GCN programs live or on demand right on your iPhone. And the best part? The GCN iPhone app can be yours absolutely free. Download the iPhone app today by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit and carting to a private bank, having it led back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Ted Anderson, I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. This takes us to hour number two of the Paracast. We have Aaron Kaplan. The book is Deep Analysis, Frightening Conclusion. We're talking about a supposed engagement between us and them. So you're going to explain all this about Admiral Byrd and all the confusion on the Paracast. Please do so. Now, on his last day, taking pictures in the South Pole, basically his last mission, was very well reported by everybody that his plane returned roughly three hours late from a mission. And the story going around through official channels is that his engine, yeah, one of his engines, had an oil leak and was disabled and took him longer to arrive. Now, on YouTube, on YouTube, I watched many clips, supposedly, of troop pictures taken aboard this plane showing people on this plane pushing out giant boxes outside a doorway while the plane is in flight to make it lighter so it won't crash due to losing an engine. However, this is my catch-22. If you read Admiral Byrd's diary on his last mission, when he claimed that when he got very close to the opening of the South Pole, he felt a magnetic pull of his aircraft, and he's seen what's called three to six UFOs around him, pulling him in through the opening. And when he wrote his diary, now remember, the diary is not a diary yet. It's, it's, a, it's a flight logbook. So what Admiral Byrd is doing now is writing in his logbook, which every pilot did those days. And here's what he wrote in his logbook. It is only I and my radio man Howard on this plane. So what Admiral Byrd is saying, which nobody's caught or changed or fudged, is on that last flight, it was only Admiral Byrd on a plane or his radio man Howard. 
And what Admiral Byrd did, he, he hooked up all the cameras in the plane to be triggered by a pull of a wire. The, full, the plane was full of tripods and cameras bolted onto the fuselage of the window. There were no buckets on the plane. So when you saw those phony movies on YouTube set up by our ex-government specialists to brainwash us, there were no buckets on the plane. It was only him and his red human Howard. Now keep going. Supposedly when they landed inside the inner earth, they were approached by people. And Admiral Bird is saying they were approached by tall men with long blonde hair. That's when he stops writing his logbook, which became later on his secret diary. You have to remember, his secret diary is made of two halves. The first half of a logbook, and the second half was written only after he returned to base or to the States. So I'll continue. He goes through a city, not walking, but through a conveyor belt or whatever he was on. First he says... He's seen a giant crystal city, a city of crystals. Now, those days, when somebody says a city of crystals, I believe he meant, I believe he meant glass structures. All right, so the long and short of it is you're talking about the legend that Admiral Byrd visited the hollow earth and saw intelligent beings, but how does that connect with engaging UFOs? Well, the engagement of UFOs took place not with Admiral Byrd, but the fleets of high jump. All right, but where's the high evidence jump. of that? I don't see the evidence, and what does that have to do with Admiral Byrd and visiting the Hollow Earth if that's what happened? Well, I'll go on and I'll try to convince you that what I'm saying is correct. Well, I think first we have to establish these events happen and then look at the connection between one and the other, and I'm not seeing that. Where's the evidence that there was this encounter involving... Weaponry with UFOs. Very difficult because the U.S. government is doing its best to cover up Operation High Jump. You know why? We understand they're trying to cover it up if it happened, but where is your evidence that it occurred? I gather evidence for all writings I found, old records and old records, from all publications. Are you just looking at the old magazines like Weekly World News or something, these nope. wacky supermarket tabloids or what? No, sir. I've never looked at one magazine. Strictly official records, including there's also... What official records are we talking about here? That publications from World War II. Okay, so you're saying there are publications from World War II that talk of... The exchange of firepower between us and them. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay, what document are we talking about? Where do we find it? One document that we was called... Uh, uh, now, don't confuse what I'm going to tell you. Well, I'm confused already. How come documents from World War II talk about an event two years later in 1947? I mean, you got me, my head spinning around here, brother. No, no, you got to be careful. Exactly, this is exactly what the U.S. government intends to do. They cannot allow the average person in the streets to make the connection. Okay, but you're saying you've made the connection. The government doesn't want us to make the connection. You made the connection. I still don't see how. It's very difficult. Do you remember uh, 
as when Julius Rosenberg, the trial they had for leaking out nuclear information to the Russians, yeah. and he was sentenced to death. Uh-huh. Okay. Right, roughly two months uh, toward the end of the trial, there were questions. Suddenly, they spoke out of nowhere, and that's on record. You can look it up. They spoke of warships from outer space. Okay. And they mentioned the name of Admiral Byrd. Warships from outer space? Yes. You know how they got that? Where's that mentioned? Where do we look this up? In the Rosenberg? Yes. Okay, so the the records of the Rosenberg trial. And the Rosenberg trial was covered by all the major newspapers of the time, such as the New York Times, the Washington Post, etc. Okay? Where are the records of some reference to airships? That's what I mentioned roughly two months before the end of the trial. They mentioned the word warships about a space. Know how they knew? I'm more interested in where this record is to be found. Is it to be found in the archives of the New York Times? If I go to New York and look up the newspaper's morgue, because probably it's not online, do I see these records? No, I did not find it in the New York Times. I found it looking basically at the at Ethel and the, and the Julius Rosenberg through one of my uh, uh, internet research, and that appeared in three or four places. Those three places are? I couldn't tell you. <sighs> well, we're, I think we're going in circles here, my friend. Okay, because, you know, we have evidence that exists nowhere, and you say you found this evidence from four different sources, but you can't tell us who the sources are? I did not, co- I did not copy every name of every source. I couldn't do it. It's too involved. What do you mean, too involved? Okay, so I'm trying to understand this thing here. You say you have four sources, but you can't name them. Is there a reason? Is it because they told you they didn't want to be identified or what? Well, no, no, no. When I got my information from the sources, it was simply uh, 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 clips on the Internet without real source names. They appeared to use Navy publications. I can say that. I'm not going to because I wasn't sure that's what they were. But it still exists on the Internet. All right, neighbors, I think you can see. I'm getting frustrated here. I mean, if you look on the Internet for something, you'll find it. There's a reference for just about anything there. It doesn't mean that reference is authenticated. Well, because something exists on the Internet doesn't mean it's true. I agree with you. I agree with you. But most of the sources had a stamp. They had a stamp, or believe it or not, with the U.S. Navy. Now, I mentioned before, the, the trial of the, of, the, uh, of the Rosenbergs, okay? What I was trying to refer to is the Rosenberg job basically was like, if you remember the movie Three Days of Condor, okay, where a bunch of people would work in a room gathering uh, information like uh, uh, Robert Redford. Well, that was their job. Because I'll tell you what, we'll get into more of the details of the Rosenbergs and whether we can somehow find a connection between that and UFOs and the rest with Aaron Kaplan. You're listening to Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. 
the site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I had already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. Fate Magazine provides true reports of the strange and unknown. Keep up with the latest on angels and miracles, psychic phenomena, ghosts, UFOs, life after death, and much, much more. To receive your free issue of Fate Magazine, call now at 1-800-728-2730 or visit their website at www.fatemag.com. That's 1-800-728-2730. What are you waiting for? Your fate awaits. Hi, Jason Lewis here. Anybody who's been listening to my program knows how shaky the U.S. economy is right now. Will we have a V-shaped recovery or will it be a W-shaped one where the nation slips back into recession? Of course, if you think that Washington can spend or inflate its way out of a downturn, you've got nothing to worry about. But as you know, I have my doubts. So let me tell you about gold. Now, as my friend Ted Anderson from Midas Resources likes to say, gold, like all commodity markets, fluctuates in price and you could lose money. But it has never been worth zero. Give it some thought. And if you're interested in converting your IRA to gold or would like to actually have it in your possession, call Midas Resources today at 1-800-686-2237. The U.S. dollar was once backed by gold, but has since lost 90% of its value. And if things don't change, I'm afraid the trend will continue. Call Midas Resources today at 1-800-686-2237 for gold and tell them Jason Lewis sent you. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years in serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System system today complete with two black berkey elements for only 231 dollars and the berkey guy will ship your order free of charge with the purchase of a berkey light the berkey guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only 39.99 that's over 30 percent off the retail price call the berkey guy at 1-877-886-3653 that's 1-877-886-3653 or order online at goberkey.com that's goberkey.com today Hi, this is Alex Jones. Did you know that the global elite are now storing non-hybrid seeds in secret storage vaults near the Arctic Circle? Did you know that in a real meltdown, non-hybrid seeds can become more valuable than silver or gold? It's true, seeds have outperformed even gold and silver before in this country, and it's possible that could even happen again. So our friends at Solutions from Science have put together the perfect mix of non-hybrid seeds. They call it a survival seed bank, and it can produce an endless supply of nutrient-dense food for you and your family. And here's the best part. These seeds have not been genetically modified in any way, and you actually get enough seeds to plant a full-acre crisis garden. So visit them today at survivalseedbank.com. That's survivalseedbank.com. Or give them a call at 877-327-0365. That's 877-327-0365. Remember, in a real crisis, non-hybrid seeds are the ultimate barter item. This is Alex Jones for survivalseedbank.com. We'd like to hear from you. 
If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And if you'd like to catch up on past episodes, we have hundreds of shows for you to download direct from theparacast.com. That's theparacast.com. Or check us out at iTunes. We're back with a head-spinning visit with Aaron Kaplan, author of Deep Analysis, Frightening Conclusion, with Gene and Chris in the Paracast. Okay, Aaron, you got to bring this together because I have to tell you, my head's spinning, and right now I think Chris's head is not just spinning. He's ready to put on the aluminum foil to protect himself. Well, you know, first of all, the the, the Admiral Byrd diary, I I mean, is – I don't know of anybody that really uh, considers that to be real. I mean, it's always been considered a hoax. And, and you know, quite no, frankly. The, no, it's not. The first half of the, di- of the diary is actually a plight logbook. Minutes right, later. and how he was supposedly murdered because of what he knew. And, you know, I mean, there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there surrounding, op- you know, the the operation to go to New Schwabenland and, and what happened while they were down there. But, uh you know, I'm I'm seeing a lot of a, a lot of divergent sort of uh, innuendo and rumors and and stuff that you're kind of weaving together into a, a big uh, <laughs> frightening conclusion, as your book says. And quite frankly, I think you need a little bit more, you know, documentation. You need to back this these assertions up because you're you're just you're jumping from one thing to another. I, I don't see you know where you're getting your facts. I mean, I mean, this is all. I mean, like I said, it sounds like fascinating science fiction but i don't see you know i don't see you backing this stuff up with with hard evidence i mean have you done foia requests for instance about uh operation high jump have have you done any sort of document searches in archives have you have you really done the deep research that uh, a person should be doing when they're coming up with such uh you know fantastic uh <laughs> ideas here i mean why don't you tell us about your research process i mean I, i'm hearing you you're pulling stuff off the internet i mean i mean that go ahead now. yeah uh, tell us tell with us admiral how you came bird, up with, with admiral bird you have to establish one thing first i'll tell you what all the stories you hear all the rumors all the hype was intended was intended to do just that confuse you First, you have to establish one thing. Where was he really? Was he the North Pole or the South Pole? The whole wild world thinks he was at the North Pole. Okay? That's exactly what the governments want you to think. Exactly. Well, that's false. And the reason it's false is three reasons. Number one, he was seen doing operational high jump right in the middle of the fleet. He was seen climbing up, a, climbing up aboard an RD-4 on top of aircraft carrier taken off. Number two, the cameras aboard on that plane, RD-4, were chromatical cameras. The film that they used in those cameras for mapping the area were made by Kodak. It was strictly a daylight film. So if they were a daylight film, how can they be used at the North Pole in the second week of February in the celestial winter? Impossible. Right, again, but... but we don't we don't really you know that is not really accepted uh, by academia or anybody to be a reflection of reality i mean you know i've heard well, for years 
I, I tell you what, run research, and those facts are telling me, Aaron, Admiral Byrd was not in the North Pole. Well, have you done any uh, Freedom of Information request work in this? Have you, have you actually filed for, for documents? Uh, do you have any, any sort of real, uh, you know, certified documents that can really back up some of these claims? Because quite frankly, I've, I mean, like I, tried, I said, you know this sounds... Happened? I tried, you know what happened? I got strange answers. This document no longer exists. This page no longer exists. It's done on purpose. You are not supposed to find out through official sources. Because Operation High Jump and Admiral Byrd in North Pole and the Audi Fords uh, in, in Antarctica and the traumatic cameras with daylight film never existed. They existed in the North Pole in pitch black. Sorry, it doesn't work. Okay, well, it's really tough to ascertain the reality of something if you really have nothing but innuendo, rumor, and conjecture to back it up. It's It's going to be tough for our listeners to... To really take all this seriously, we've got we've got a tough bunch there on the forum, and and quite frankly, I'm, I was reading through uh, some of the questions. Uh, well, there's really not many questions. There was just a bunch of uh, comments about how people are very very skeptical about uh, uh, many of these of these claims or, or the implications of your claims. And you know, I think we're getting caught up in a little bit of the minutia thing here. I want to cut to the chase and. And and find out how you've woven all these uh, divergent elements together. But I guess you got to walk before you crawl, or crawl before you walk here. So uh, continue. I didn't mean to interrupt. I, I'm just, I'm having a tough no, time fine. wrapping my head around this. I, I really am. It's very confusing. My main theme, what I'm trying to say, is that Quashadas Roswell was was very simply a failed experiment in DNA by the Nephilim using the little grays as guinea pigs. <laughs> But we don't even know if there was a crash at Roswell. I, I mean, it's still, it, it has never been determined beyond any sort of, uh, you know, shadow of a doubt that there was a crash at Roswell. I mean... Do you read the books of Stanton Friedman and other uh, experts? Are they I know you? more about Roswell. Roswell probably <laughs> has given me more cases of rashes and hives than any other subject in my life. Uh, I, right. I know way too much about Roswell. And uh, I've been to Roswell. I've spoken at Roswell. I've I've uh, tramped around uh, down there, and and I've had to deal with all the the alien chachkas and the and right, the pop right, culture right. BS that surrounds that case. Uh, I any time somebody uses Roswell as any sort of evidence for anything, you know, my eyes roll up in in my head, and I have to get my calamine mo- lotion. Oh wait a minute! You just gave away the whole story. You know why? Here's the proof. Every time we have a sighting somewhere in the country, whether Texas or Arizona or somewhere else, what happens the next day? The next day, what do we see? Not right now, but until a few months ago. What do we see? If you go to CNN, the next day we see the usual panel. Larry King live with a glass of seltzer in his hand and the usual suspect sitting around talking about what? Roswell. Is that exactly what the government wants us to do? Back to Roswell, to the Chachkas. And talk about Roswell. But you're talking about Roswell. But I'm not mentioning names, you see. Not Marcel. Did you read Nick Redfern's book, Body Snatchers in the Desert? No. That's a pretty interesting theory that uh, Japanese prisoners of war were actually being used as pilots for uh, secret experiments down there, and that's uh, who was mistaken for for bodies. Uh, How come Roswell Roswell has grown a life of its own? Uh, Do you think that there's some sort of... (laughs) I got another one for you. Two months ago, another book came out with a lady 
author. Right, Annie Jane. Jacobson and, and Joseph right, Mengele. Stalin, Russian Mongolians. <laughs> More Mongolians, right? Come on. How many Mongolians doing heroes? These are all stories to confuse you. They never existed. It, no, it hasn't confused me. It's it, it, not at all. It's in fact, it's done the opposite. It's convinced me that we're not dealing with aliens from outer space. We're dealing with something that's more terrestrial than we are. I mean, well, you're right. With those aliens who are trying to escape our planet have been prison here for roughly fifty-five thousand years. Well, okay. Well, now you're just adding more assumptions to the assumptions you've already added. Well, wait a minute. Why isn't it fifty-four point seven uh, million uh, thousand years? Well, or, or maybe eighty-one million years, like in the TV show Terra Nova. Hey. Let me tell our listeners, we've got Aaron Kaplan. <laughs> You're listening to Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Ray Perkins, a reclusive veteran burned out from the Gulf War, lives tortured by relentless, perplexing nightmares. Nightmares of a horrific battle in deep space and of a mysterious woman suffering in agony for her devastated world. A woman not yet born, calling across centuries to him. Then, a coincidence leads him to his destiny, his chance to alter the universe. Attack of the Rockwoods. The former fiction editor for Star Wars and Indiana Jones, Robert Simpson, writes, The soul of the novel Attack of the Rockoids lies in its heart and passion for building a convincing tale of a love that spans the galaxy. A thrilling story. Attack of the Rockoids is available now. Read a sample chapter and get a special discount off of the cover price at our website, rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Attack of the Rockoids, a novel in a grand science fiction tradition. If you constantly feel run down and tired, your pH level might be low and your body could be full of toxins. If what you drink is not at a pH level of 8 or higher, you are inviting bacteria and acid to thrive in your body. But there is something you can do. Simply add 10 drops of AlkaVision Plasma pH drops to your water to help your body rid itself of acidic waste, increase oxygen, and raise your pH balance to optimum levels. AlkaVision Plasma pH drops combine a unique formula of the most alkaline minerals in the world. Alkalizing the water you drink, ridding your body of acidic waste and toxins, and helping you regain energy and vibrant health. And studies show viruses, bacteria, and toxins cannot survive in an alkaline, high pH environment. Order your bottle of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops at AlkaVision.com. That's A-L-K-A-Vision.com. Or call 269-409-1776. 269-409-1776. Alkalize your body. Supercharge your health at AlkaVision.com today. Big Berkey water filters are in high demand. Storable foods are also in high demand. BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com has always kept our focus on the Berkey water filter products. But increasingly, our customers have been asking for storable foods. After months of research, BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com now offers great-tasting, long-lasting, storable foods. These ready-to-eat meals are packed in airtight nitrogen pouches. All you do is just add water. And because they're sealed so well, they come with a 25-year shelf life. 
Combine our Berkey water filters, which are powerful enough to purify treated, untreated, or even stagnant pond water with our storable foods, and you have a winning combination. Remember, we offer free shipping on every order over $50, and GCN listeners receive 5% off all ceramic filter systems. Visit BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com or call 877-99-BERKEY. That's BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com or call 877-99-BERKEY today. If you owe the IRS money you can't pay, then listen carefully because you already know that the problem won't go away by itself. You can get help today from the leading tax expert in the country, Dan Pilla. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. The IRS isn't going to just forget about you. Right now, the IRS is hiring thousands of tax collectors to go after delinquent accounts just like yours. That's why you need to take action today and I can help. I take a simple but proven approach to solving your tax debt problem. First, I stabilize collections so you don't have to worry about wage and bank levies. Next, I build a detailed plan to get your debt reduced to the fullest extent possible, sometimes even eliminated. Finally, I work with you every step of the way to get your problem solved once and for all. So call now for a free consultation. Call 1-800-346-6829. Dan Pilla will solve your tax problem guaranteed. He's helped thousands of people and he can help you too. Call us today at 800-346-6829. That's 800-34-NO-TAX. This is Jim Mosley, editor of Saucer Smear, and I'm here to say a good word or two about the Paracast, which I believe is the gold standard of paranormal radio. Listen to it if you can. Okay, it's mind-boggling or something. We're talking to, especially the something, with Aaron Kaplan. The book is Deep Analysis, Frightening Conclusion, with Gene and Chris and the Paracast. And right now, I'm still seeing here, Aaron, you're tossing a lot of stuff out there. It's like throwing darts, you know? It's kind of like I think American industry does this too often. They want to find the next killer product. What they do is they throw darts on the wall and hope that one will hit the bullseye. So it sounds to me like you're throwing darts in the wall, hoping to hit a bullseye, but so far I don't see anything hitting anything. No, what I'm trying to do is the reverse of what the old debunker, Mr. Klaus, did on UFOs. And I'm trying to defuse what the government is doing to all of us to make us laugh like that. It's tell the truth. It's very difficult. The truth is that these entities came here approximately 55,000 years ago in the days of Jared. If you read the Book of Enoch, it tells you specifically in the Sumerian tablets that Nephilim came here during the days of Jared. And according to the Sumerian tablets and the Dead Sea Scrolls lately, in the Koraya Sifkin, Jared was among the ten great-grandparents of Noah. If Adam, Seth, Enosh, Kinamala, Jared, Enoch, Methuselah, Amesha, Noah. Noah appeared on the scene according to very strict Sumerian tablet, it's carved in stone, Exactly, 49,000 years ago. That's a fact. That's written, well, maybe it's a fake stone. It's possible. It's possible. Zechariah Sitchin is not considered to be, in, you know, academically, he's not considered to be, uh, ser- you know, a, a serious uh, Sumerianologist. I mean, the guy could read cuneiform, and he, he just simply, you know, he took the word sham and, and reinterpreted it in, into a whole... Scenario involving uh, rocket ships and and aliens and stuff. He is not taken seriously by academia. So just because Sitchin wrote something doesn't make it the truth. I, I'm 
I'm, I'm having a hard time you. here. I agree with you. I found many errors in his books. But those Sumerian tablets right now are located somewhere in a museum in East Berlin, and many other researchers interpreted the same writings to be the same date. Noah, under a different name, appeared here roughly 49,000 years ago, originally. You know, I, again, I think you're being really super creative, and I really applaud your you're you're linking all these uh, divergent things together, but this you know this is not you, you, it's it's conjecture. There you know you 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 need to back this stuff up. Uh, I think a little better. Uh, I, I obviously I would have liked to have read the book before we had you on the show, so I could really be uh, in tune with with your information. Normally I do try to do that, but you know we did get you on a little quick. You'll never tie together. You know why? Because you were never meant to. <laughs> the average man, you're so complicated. Use government and and some institutions like the Vatican, uh, religious institutions, are trying the darkness to prevent us right now from knowing the final truth. But fi- but slowly, slowly, if you really try to look through it, put it all together, it'll, it'll come to you like a movie in front of your eyes. Well, you better be careful. You you may you may have some men in black uh, cruising up to your door here pretty quick. If you're really uh, onto something here, you better watch your back there, buddy. Man, it's too late. The book's already out a couple of years. If I'm still here, I'm still here. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, those entities have been prison here, supposedly now, uh, supposedly for all those years. They're trying to escape. They cannot escape because of the barrier. They can't escape. And yeah, they the question is, dealing with Myths and stories and legends here. You you know how do you know it's what not to a take? It's a, no, it's a fact. It's a fact. It's a fact. It's a fact that there are there are disincarnate entities here that are imprisoned here. How is that a fact? How can you prove that? It's a fact. If you take not one records, but two records, three records together from different sources, even though they're ancient, and they all point to the same day, the same basic theme. You know what? I can say well. It looks as if it's true. What are you going to do? Well, yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah, okay. So you have three or four sources that, that kind of indicate the same thing. You do have to stretch your imagination a little bit to get through the uh, cross-cultural interpretations uh, and tie these things together. I mean, again, oh, I, I think... I have to. I have to do that. I don't I would never get the results. Exactly. So you do have to stretch things a little bit to make them fit, but... Uh, you know the whole DNA thing. I, I think it's it's a fascinating concept. It's a fascinating idea. But you know you got to be careful with the way you 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 present this information as fact when hey, it's hey. it's you know it, it is conjecture. Now, believe me, one more person in NASA found out. Okay. Now again, it's far fetched, but listen to what I'm going to say. Okay. Pay attention. That's a real hot one. It's important. You're going to sound crazy, but pay attention. Are you familiar with the name Gene Shoemaker? Um, yeah, it rings a bell. Okay. He was, in charge, he was in charge of NASA personnel training them on the main project. One was called Project Clementine. Okay? Right. He trained them how to work on the moon, how to operate on the moon with less gravity, how to, how to look for things, how to find out things, so forth. He was very close to them. He slept with them. He ate with them real close. Back on July 8, 1997, he died in a very mysterious mysterious car accident in the Namib Desert in Australia. Him and his wife were in the car. He died. She somehow survived. Can you imagine a lonely road to Australia? Getting hit by a truck or whatever it is? Okay. I'm not going to comment on that. I mean, it's, it's obvious 
something was not very kosher there. But something happened. I can't prove anything. But it happened. Now, he must have found out something. And I'll tell you what I think he well, found Well, again, you're, you're jumping to conclusions here well, wait, wait, without anything on. to back it up. No, well, well, let me go on. You okay, what, what did he find of, out? Okay, he didn't find out of any water in the moon or any nonsense. He looked at the astronauts when they returned from their missions. And if you notice, most of the astronauts, after they return, they very rarely go in public. Okay? They keep to themselves. Buzz Aldrin, you see him all over the place. Edgar Mitchell, you see him all over the place. I, I disagree. One or two, yes, but mostly don't. They don't speak much. They can be very disoriented, confused, and so forth. Now, here's what I think he found out. I call it Roswell number two. I'll tell you why. I believe that they were used, many astronauts that went to the moon now, that have walked on the moon and returned, may have, I'll repeat, may have, allegedly, I've got to be very careful about say on the air, may have been used as guinea pigs. Okay? Certain DNAs of blood confusions may have taken place before the missions. To use them, what the reaction would be to that barrier that's on the moon. I say allegedly, I'll be very careful so don't sound like a lunatic, okay? He might have found out about it. He was going to spill the beans. That's my findings. I may be totally wrong. I agree with you. But I think that's what he found out. I call it Roswell number two. I don't, know. I don't know why you're calling it Roswell. I mean, gosh. You, you, I'll tell you why. Please, please call it Roswell. anything. How, how about this? Please call it anything but Roswell. Fine, and fine. Because I, I need to fine. get my calamine lotion out. Every time I hear that, I start it's itching. Right. The, first crash, the first crashes back in 47 were due to DNA, I claim. Well, I'm claiming that experiments on our astronauts that walked on the moon were also an experiment in DNA. They may have known about it. They may have not known about it. They were very brave men. They were very smart. They may have agreed. I do not know. I do not know. But I think he found out about it. And he had to be eliminated. That's my theory. Again, allegedly, I may be totally, totally wrong. I'll give you that much. Okay, so, so we're back to the whole idea the moon is has some sort of technology that is quarantining uh, the Nephilim and humans from uh, escaping uh, outside of the, you know, our little neighborhood here. And before we enter that neighborhood, and hope it's not the neighborhood that you see in the Muppets program, Sesame Street, we're talking to Aaron Kaplan with Gene and Chris. You're in the Barracast. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network.
Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs. Convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You can save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. Positive results from satisfied customers of Heart and Body Extract continue to pour into our website, hbextract.com. This is Al from New Jersey. One day I saw your ad for Heart and Body Extract, and it mentioned that it would help me with angina, so I decided to order. I figure I had nothing to lose. Heart and Body Extract supplies your body with everything it needs to balance itself and maintain optimal heart and circulatory health with no negative side effects. I took the formula three times a day as directed, and I kid you not, within four days, my angina pain was completely gone. Order HB Extract by calling 866-295-5305 or online at hbextract.com. That's 866-295-5305 or hbextract.com. I could not believe it actually stopped the pain. Heart and Body Extract actually works. This is just an amazing product. Even the numbness in my hands is completely gone. Heart and Body Extract for a long and healthy life. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. I designed our top-selling holster, the Super Tuck Deluxe, to solve the problems of being poked, pinched, and gouged while carrying concealed. The Super Tuck Deluxe is the most comfortable, most concealable holster on the market today. We offer a two-week free trial and a lifetime warranty. Visit us at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Don't forget, CrossbreedHolsters.com. Question. When the next disaster strikes, will you be ready? Answer. Yes. If you have top quality survival gear from the survivalzone.com, these days it's wise to keep a survival kit in your vehicle, home, and office. The survivalzone.com specializes in ready-to-go wilderness, 72-hour, and compact survival kits, plus freeze-dried and dehydrated food, MREs, stun guns, non-hybrid seeds, and much more. Call 603-838-5933 to be prepared with the survivalzone.com. You can bet your life on eFoods Direct. Alex has told you about the amazing, great-tasting, long-term storable food from eFoods Direct and how a food savings account is your best insurance against natural disasters, job loss, and high food costs. But did you know that this dehydrated food also protects you against foodborne contaminants like E. coli and salmonella? Those poisonous critters can't live in low-moisture food from eFoods Direct. Ask for the Alex Fall Special. The Fall Special is a 24-day supply of food in a convenient portable container. A $259 value for only $199. Save $60 on 160 servings of the best food on the planet. Call 800-409-5633 and ask for the Alex Fall Special and go to eFoodsDirect.com slash Alex. Call 24 hours, 800-409-5633 or eFoodsDirect.com slash Alex. You can bet your life on eFoodsDirect. 
Hello, this is John Burroughs, one of the witnesses to the Rendlesham UFO incident. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Neighbors, I gotta tell you, before we continue, this is one of the more unusual episodes we've ever presented of the Paracast. Our guest is Aaron Kaplan. He's an author of a book called Deep Analysis, Frightening Conclusion. But Chris and I, we're trying to figure out where this conclusion can take us and whether there's any support for it. Chris, you want to move into the thread a bit further and let's see what Aaron has to say. I, I really like this this creative thinking here. I, I This is the kind of thing that, that really kind of gets me uh, excited because I love it when people look at at what seem to be you know unassociated um, elements of a mystery and start to weave them together and uh, I think I applaud you for your creative thinking on this but you know you really need to I, I think back this stuff up somehow um, it, it, take some of the elements that you can demonstrate that there is a paper trail or there is some documentation that is accepted by the mainstream it's a good place to start and then sort of work uh, work your investigative process from there. But I, why don't you continue? Because I know you have not gotten through your entire your entire theory here, and I think our listeners are pretty intrigued about uh, what else uh, you have tied together here. Because this this is pretty interesting stuff, I must say, Aaron. Okay, let me go on. Did you hear of the the cross mission to the moon back in October 9th, two thousand nine? The which now? The cross. LCROSS mission. Was that the one they fired into the into the crater? Right. Bingo. The famous story to the public was that that mission is supposed to locate locate water on the moon. Right. Or so something similar. Now let me ask you a question. Okay. The average smart scientist or human being, do we really have to send a special rocket ship like that? To the moon to prove there may be water there? No. What I believe, again, again, it's my research and my own thinking, what I believe that this uh, course mission did with very, very high explosive is try to create a crater very near that existing power plant on the moon, very near it. A big crater to bury certain things, all right? Oh, to, to cover up, to attack some equipment or cover it up or something? No, 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 no. This is what I'm going to tell you. And again, your jaw's going to drop. I know it is. You remember when the Berlin Wall fell, when President Reagan said to, to Khrushchev, whatever his name was, break down that wall. They walked him down without one shot being fired. Am I correct? Yeah. Very strange, very strange. Why? And a few months later... The Soviet Union gladly, willingly, told the U.S., hey, Americanskis, please take our nuclear warheads away from us. We are afraid they may fall in the hands of terrorists. Am I correct so far? Well, that's a little, uh, a bit of an oversimplification, but yeah. Okay. We were supposed to have destroyed all those warheads, and a year ago they gave us another thousand warheads, we were, or three years ago. We were supposed to destroy all them, okay? We didn't. We didn't. The question is, where did all the warheads wound up? 
Now, if you ask the average American, how many space shuttle missions do we fly in space, or how many moon missions that we did, did we do? They're not really sure. They'll say 10, 15, 20, 30. They're all right publicly. But, but apparently our government has other bases throughout the uh, world that we're launching rockets or spaceships from. The exact name of the bases, I'm not really sure. If I'll say one, there are more, so I'm not even going to mention them. Yeah, but where, how can you back that statement up? I mean, there is no record of that except a very obscure reference that Gary McKinnon dug up, the uh, hacker from England, about uh, off-planet officers in the Navy. I mean, other than that, we have no evidence at all, zero zilch, to indicate that we same have way, any sort of... The same way that we have no evidence about the separation high jump evidence. I understand that. I understand that. I, I, I know, because stay with me. What if now, what if it's very far-fetched? I understand that. You call me names. I, I, I'll, I'll accept it. What if all these warheads the Soviet Union gave us on a silver platter were never, were never taken apart, plus some of our own? And one way or the other, now, sit down in your chair, put down a seatbelt, I understand what's coming from you, and many of our listeners. What if all these warheads wound up on the moon? <laughs> and after the cross mission, the crater blew up on the moon. I know, I hear the left in the background. That's fine, I expected that. All these warheads Gene, help me here, man. Gene, you gotta help me. <sighs> I don't understand anything here about your okay. conclusions, Aaron. That's right. You You're reaching a num- Aaron, please. You're reaching a number of wacky conclusions, to be blunt about yes. it. You're that right. I can't find any evidence in anything you say that makes these links seem credible. Where's the evidence? You're not going to. Well, please, because we've already gone through two-thirds of this episode of the Paracast, and you talk about sources on the Internet, you talk about loads of different books and articles that seem to be unrelated, but where's the evidence that ties it all together with a single knot or a double knot? Although explosive are supposedly, allegedly supposed to form one big warhead in order to destroy the plant in the moon that is providing the power for the barrier around the Earth. Supposedly. Because remember, the power plant was built by an area race, the Anunnaki, basically 45 years ahead of us. Uh, 45 million years ahead of us in intelligence and sciences. Wait a minute. This is this is a theory that was proposed by by a, a single author, and it's become pop culture's sort of uh, legend uh, now. You know, the only reference I, I've been doing some searching while we've been uh, talking with you here, and the only evidence I can find of a Rosenberg reference to warships of space is from a website called Lunatic Outpost. So I, I'm, I'm not sure. Is that where you got your, your, your information? No, no. no, no, I don't believe so. I don't believe so. But if you take your time after a radio show or before you air it and do more research. Well, you need to out. send me your book, and, and then I need to read your book and then get, get you back on the air here. Because, boy, I can be up to speed on your theory here because, you know, I'm, I'm running out of calamine lotion. That's all right. The Rosenberg were in charge. They were reading a project, uh, a very tough project from the Navy called 
there's a movement made, but very similar name, be careful, Fire in the Sky. It's called Fire from the Sky and Fire in the Sky. Well, there's a Fire in the Sky which talks about the Travis Walton abduction, but how does that tie into Creatures millions of no, years no. ago? No, the Fire Rosenberg from the Sky is another okay. title. Okay, fine. The other name, Fire in the Sky, is the name of the top secret Navy report. Not from the sky, but in the sky. Be very careful. Every happening of the Navy, every occurrence to do with aircraft or secret confrontations are in the report. And the Rosenberg had access to it. That's why they mentioned it during the trial. And as soon as they mentioned it, the jaws dropped on the persecution. Within a few weeks, they were sentenced to death. Uh, okay, okay, so let's just parse this again, all right? All right, so there's a reference, supposedly, to this particular announcement that causes them to be convicted, you're saying? Very possibly, very possibly. Well, that goes against every historical record I'm aware of. You're right, but you'll never find it in public saying, well, because they said that, we have to kill them now. Well, the other thing is that we are looking for compelling evidence they said that. It will be on the records. If I found it, you'll find it. Trust me. No, the point you'll is here, it. people are buying your book because they want to know what evidence you have. And you don't get that evidence by telling your readers and our listeners, go look for it. Because I can go on the Internet and find all sorts of crazy theories and some theories that aren't so crazy. And because something is published online or in print, doesn't make it true. So I'm still Imagine. wondering about your evidence. It's so easily obtained well, we're seeing some pretty wacky things, like Chris was just doing a quick search online and found a site containing crazy theories. And right now, all I'm hearing so far, and i got to tell you, I'm hoping, I was hoping for more. And not because you and I went to the same high school a few years apart, or your last name was the same as my wife's maiden name. That's not the reason I want to know more. I'm really curious here. But at the same time, I don't want it to seem as if I'm dropping acid or taking drugs to have to perceive what's going on here. Tell you what, neighbors, we've had some pretty wild theories on the Paracast. This may be numeral uno. I'm not certain, but we're going to persevere. We're going to continue going with it. We have Aaron Kaplan with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner, and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, and Investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs. They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237.
Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Jane Steinberg. We have Aaron Kaplan with Gene and Chris in the final hour of the Paracast. And folks, as you can tell, we're trying hard to understand the conclusions that Aaron Kaplan has reached with deep analysis, frightening conclusion, you know, such as the high jump operation with four sources, but we can't nail anything down. Hey, man, let me tell you right now, my head's spinning. Chris's head is spinning. We're trying to understand what you present, trying to see your point of view. And frankly speaking, I don't see your evidence yet. Give me something that we can put our fingers on, Aaron. One piece of evidence we could look up in a responsible, respectable source and confirm this tie-in exists. I mean, yes, there have been loads of articles about Roswell and Aztec and the Kenneth Arnold sighting and the Bermuda Triangle and all this other stuff. I mean something that ties it together. I'm waiting for it. The Bermuda Triangle has nothing to do with my book. I just gave it as an example of where I was that week and what I saw. Okay. Now, one piece of evidence, one, you will never find. It doesn't exist except, except me mentioning, me mentioning the trimetrical cameras that use daylight film only. The only thing that will do to make me maybe 1% legitimate is prove that Admiral Byrd was never at the North Pole like our government tells us he was at the South Pole. All right, Ray Palmer wrote about that in the 1960s as evidence of the hollow earth. But, you know, some of that stuff is a hoax. You know that. This diary entry about his visit to the advanced civilizations, you know, that's all out of Edgar Rice Rice Burroughs' Pellucidor novels of the early part of the 20th century. It was science fiction. Well, I found Fire from the Sky. It's called Fire from the Sky, Battle of the Harvest Moon, and True Story of Space Shuttles. Authored by, quote, one who knows. But if you keep researching that name, you'll find out it's a true report by the U.S. Navy. If you keep researching, you'll see. All right, where do we find that? Please tell us where to find it. Our listeners right now are going online. I I know there are cars right now out there listening to the playback of the Paracast or listening on their local stations. And they're right now ready to fly off the road. (laughs) <laughs> or find a place where they could stop, a rest stop or something, break out their iPhones or whatever phone they have, or their iPad if it has Internet connectivity, and they're trying to look up this evidence. Tell them where to go, where to find it. That I couldn't tell you because it's so complicated. You see, that's exactly, that's exactly what the U.S. government is doing. They don't want you to find any evidence Okay, so the government is hiding the evidence, but Aaron Kaplan, in his infinite wisdom, found that evidence. So tell me now that you found it, point me to it. Don't don't just tell me it's in the book and you got to read the book. I mean, give me one piece of evidence. Where is it? Nothing. It doesn't exist. Gene, one piece of evidence does not exist. you got to take all the evidence together. So it's all or nothing. It's all or nothing, you're saying, Aaron, right? You're right on. It's all or nothing. Okay, so we have to accept everything you say or we can believe none of it. We can't just do the normal process of assembling evidence where you look at the evidence, you evaluate the evidence for evidence 
in and of itself of credibility. You make sure the information can be believed, it's authenticated, and then having all that information, you tie it together. But everything you're telling me here seems to fly apart. So you can't produce one piece of evidence. We have to have it all. The other piece of evidence is, is that Admiral Byrd was seen, he was seen by hundreds of sailors, especially aboard the aircraft carrier at the Philippine Sea, on January 29th when he took off on RD-4 on top of the uh, carrier deck. That he may have gone to the South Pole instead of the North Pole, we don't even have to argue that point. Okay? Well, we can argue the point as to whether he went into the hollow earth. And yes, we could read the book by Walter Siegmeister, alias Raymond Bernard, about the hollow earth. No, no, no. We There's could no look at Ray, Ray Palmer's writings read and read that. You know what? You ask to read his logbook. Try to find Admiral's bird logbook, which is half of his diary. The first half is strictly his logbook. That is flight book, the first half. Well, if you can find a, a uh, e-copy of that, why don't you shoot it off to me? I'd, I'd love to uh, revisit it. Of course, I, I remember from you know twenty years ago hearing about uh, this, you know, this mythical uh, diary, which I did some research and found out that it was you know it, it was just not considered uh, legitimate. So I would like to see these log logbook entries. Uh, if you've got uh, e-copies, I'm, I'd like you to shoot them off in my direction. No, I do not have them, Gene, because they don't exist. You'll never be able to find them. So how do you know they exist? How do you know they exist if you can't find it? Because they were part of his diary. Not only that, but as I understand from, uh, remember the old name of Art Bell? What about Art Bell? What does he have to do with anything? Well, He's a talk show host. I'm a talk show host, okay? Right. No, 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 no. Theoretically, the grandson, supposedly, Admiral Bird, supposedly, Brought in the diary to his studio sometimes in February of uh, 1995. And he said, this is a diary that I found from my father left. He gave him the complete diary. But most people never knew. Okay, so your evidence of the existence of this diary is someone that Art Bell interviewed 16 years ago on his radio show. Is that correct? Well, I think it was his son that uh, first... It's only part of the evidence, uh, Gene. It's only a small part of it. But what nobody realized at the time is that the first half of the diary was supposed to have been his real flight book record. Because it mentions it says all 600 hours, all 6045 hours. It was a flight book. A lot. It was fudged by the Navy. They changed two words, and I'll tell you what they are. So it's, you'll, you'll never know what really happened. What they did to his diary is change only two words in the whole diary to use government or the Navy. They changed the word from south to north and Arctic to Antarctic. And if you collect every word in that diary on the first half and what happened to him, you'll see that it, it, it connects exactly to the year, to the month, to the week, to the day, to the hour, to the minute, to the second, what, what really happened. But but without the diary, without without a, a copy of the diary or the diary, how do we know that's true? We don't. He made many speeches afterwards in Argentina aboard ships. What has happened to him? And he even claimed in his very famous speech, I lose in Uruguay, that I unduly don't want to threaten you, but we have spacecraft here that can fly across the Earth in minutes. 
He says the right public from many from times. pole to pole. Right. Yeah, that's pole a famous pole. quote. Yeah. Yeah, and a few months later, he was locked up in some hospital, and him, uh, he died, and the secretary, the secretary of the Navy committed suicide. James Forrestal and other people. I mean, everybody died. One after the other, no evidence. Bye bye. Kaput's gone. It's all gone. Well, well, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't Bird's son somehow involved in the uh, the initial story about the diary? Well, I seem well, to remember. Son, I was trying to tell you, his son or his grandson brought the diary to Art Bell live on his on the show live. Right. Okay. That's that's where their story. I remember it began to get legs, but I I, I don't recall it really uh, getting uh, traction. Uh, it, it was just considered as some kind of weird one-off that uh it never really went anywhere and you know again you you need to be able to uh, demonstrate some sort of documentation some something give us something you know i, I mean it's a great why? theory i no, know where you're going just... with all this and it's a great theory but uh it's it's science fiction until you can you can prove it's factual it's science fiction well give me one more crazy clue to one more there's a name i'm i'm a day old giannini sound familiar to you he wrote a book back in 1959 called uh, World Beyond the Pole. All right, okay, there were a number of books written in those years, and we'll get to that. Okay. Worlds Beyond the okay. Poles and all these okay. Hollow Earth books that seem to be descendants of Edgar Rice Burroughs and his science fiction. We'll get to that. We have Aaron Kaplan. The book is Deep Analysis, Frightening Conclusion. We're exploring those conclusions and the evidence with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I had already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. Neighbors, do you need to bring the final touches to your latest podcasts? Clean up the soundtrack of that holiday video. Mix together a few takes from your last jamming session. Process the audio files of the video game you're creating to sound just right. But look no further. Whatever audio-related task you're looking to perform, Amadeus Pro is the tool for you. It's the Swiss Army knife of sound editing. Go to hairersoft.com. H-A-I-R-E-R soft.com. Gold isn't for you? Ted Anderson, president of Midas Resources, one of the world's premier gold and precious metal investing firms. I get it. You wouldn't buy gold if you believed that the government is doing a great job, that the Fed will stop handing out trillions of dollars like bailout candy, that Social Security would be there for you. That's not what's happening. You might even pass on gold if the stimulus package wouldn't fuel inflation, or that the dollar wouldn't lose value, or that your retirement would be secure. If all looks rosy to you, then now is not the time to buy gold. For the realists, there have never been more sobering reasons to diversify with gold. Since 2001, the U.S. dollar index has tanked 30%, while gold has risen 300%. Right now, savvy investors are adding gold to their portfolios. You should, too. Find out what they know. Call us, and I'll send you 10 reasons why gold will do very well, free. 800-686-2237. 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. 
Before you throw away your used batteries, you need to listen to this. Now, going green can save money. Go green and save money by giving life to your used batteries by charging them with the Renaissance Charger. The Renaissance Charger uses a new revolutionary battery charging technology that effectively extends the life of new batteries and gives new life to used batteries. Invented by legendary audio genius John Bedini, this unique and patented charging system rejuvenates the electrochemical plate structure in the battery without additives, increasing capacity and maintaining cell integrity. Renaissance Charge offers a full line of products made in the USA for all types and sizes of batteries. Find out why our customers tell us the Renaissance Charger is the only battery charger they will ever use. Save your money. Save the environment. Visit us online at r-charge.com. That's r-charge.com or call us at 208-772-4514. That's 208-772-4514. Be a part of the revolution today. If you constantly feel run down and tired, your pH level might be low and your body could be full of toxins. If what you drink is not at a pH level of 8 or higher, you are inviting bacteria and acid to thrive in your body. But there is something you can do. Simply add 10 drops of AlkaVision Plasma pH drops to your water to help your body rid itself of acidic waste, increase oxygen, and raise your pH balance to optimum levels. AlkaVision Plasma pH drops combine a unique formula of the most alkaline minerals in the world. Alkalizing the water you drink, ridding your body of acidic waste and toxins, and helping you regain energy and vibrant health. And studies show viruses, bacteria, and toxins cannot survive in an alkaline, high pH environment. Order your bottle of AlkaVision Plasma pH drops at AlkaVision.com. That's A-L-K-A-Vision.com. Or call 269-409-1776. 269-409-1776. Alkalize your body. Supercharge your health at AlkaVision.com today. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And if you'd like to catch up on past episodes, we have hundreds of shows for you to download direct from theparacast.com. That's theparacast.com. Or check us out at iTunes. Okay, I don't know if we're in the hollow earth with this episode, folks. I think right now we're in Pellucidar, which is, if you ever read the novels from Edgar Rice Burroughs, is the world with a great central sun with prehistoric creatures beneath the surface of the earth. Our author is Aaron Kaplan. The book is Deep Analysis, Frightening Conclusion. You're about to present something else. Beyond Admiral Byrd, what's this about? Medea Giannini is an author of a book called World Beyond the Poles. This book was supposed to disclaim, I repeat, disclaim Admiral Byrd to make him look like a fool. I believe personally that this person was hired by the U.S. government to publish the book. I'll tell you why. Do you know who Medea Giannini really is? Now, at this point of, of the game, I'm not sure 100% myself, but I'll tell you what I found out way, way back. Did you know that his family were the original owners or maybe still own in secret behind the scenes? Like, oh, it's Vegas. Who owns the casino? Well, they do, they do, they do. Nobody really knows who the owners are. Well, you know what? Well, the casinos in Las Vegas today are mostly owned by corporations, and we do know who they are. It was a real deal. They're not going to be made in a boardroom. They're made in a little deli in Brooklyn behind closed doors of a broken bread. What I'm saying here is that Medeo Giannini, really, his family, 
are the real way back, at least back in 59, were the original owners of the Bank of America. And who does the government favor today? So far, so far, they are all investigations. Until a few weeks ago, they favored very strongly the Bank of America. Yeah, not now. I know, I know, I know, I know. But again, they use them, their name, back in 59, with great persuasion to publish a book to disclaim Admiral Byrd. I'm not saying anything, but I'm again presenting certain evidence. You know what? You're not presenting evidence. I don't see this as evidence. Just because somebody writes something in a book or a magazine article that you read somewhere, that's not evidence of anything. I mean, I can write something tomorrow. I write science fiction. I really do. I've written commercial science fiction, but I do not pretend, I don't pretend, Aaron, that the science fiction that I write is real. Yeah, we weave in factual elements into the science fiction, makes it seem more credible. Lots of authors do that. They try to use them to disclaim Admiral Byrd's findings. We don't know that he had those findings. We know that there's a story that he had those findings. But we don't know. And just because somebody wrote some wacky book in the 1950s, there were a number of wacky Hollow Earth books. There were a number of books about Admiral Byrd. As I said, Ray Palmer in Flying Saucers magazine wrote and rehashed a lot of this stuff. But Ray Palmer was the kind of person who would bring up something controversial just to provoke discussion. Not that he believed Sell magazines. Sure, sure. I agree with you. Do you remember the incident when all these magazines were missing truckloads? Excuse me? Them? Do you remember the incident when, when one weekend most of his magazines were missing from the trucks? He couldn't find them, and he had a story in there regarding Admiral Byrd and UFOs? It also happened to him, I believe. Oh, I can tell you lots of stories about Ray Palmer. I knew Ray Palmer. <laughs> I interviewed Ray Palmer. I remember where he alleged that he was going to print an issue of Amazing Stories magazine. I don't even know if it's still being published. Famous science fiction magazine invented in the 1920s. He was editor in the 40s. going to have an edition in which he proved, supposedly, that what if Richard Shaver was claiming about the hollow earth was true. And supposedly somebody tried to deliberately chase him down in his car and crash into them. I mean, Palmer told me lots of crazy stories like that. He wrote stories in his magazine. It doesn't mean we have to take it as true. It doesn't mean we have to accept it. You're accepting some of this stuff as allowing you to weave this convoluted theory of, if I read correctly on your site, we've got the Nazca lines, we've got ancient history, we've got the Bible, we've got Roswell, we've got Aztec, and we're all tying it together. They do not belong to the Nephilim. That's not true. That's a, that's a lie, but I'm not going to get into it. Too complicated. Well, simplify it for us because I have no idea what you're talking about. I have no idea what you're talking about. It just seems like you're just tossing a lot of stuff out there. You did say something about the Nazca lines, right? Yes, but they do not belong to the Nephilim. Okay, let's talk about the Nazca lines just very briefly. Supposedly you have these drawings on the land which can only be seen from the sky, and this is in Peru. Now, I can tell you one quick story about that. The late Yona Fortner, who was someone who wrote about ancient astronauts back in the 50s and 60s, and was a close friend of Jim Mosley, he went to see the Nazca lines. And he said you could just climb up a ladder and see what they look like. You didn't have to be in the sky. So there they go. Well, and they also found uh, graves with, uh, I think they were called the kite flyers. These guys would uh, actually get in these giant kites and and uh, fly above the uh, the plane there. 
back okay. back you know when they were when they were constructed. Here's my theory about the lines real quick, okay? And again, to get to the grain of salt, originally according to the Sumerian tablets, when the planet Tiamat was destroyed, supposedly now, allegedly, I'm claiming in my book that it was destroyed by the son of uh, Enki Marduk, the weapon he has called the Spear of Destiny. Fine, that's one thing. That weapon, when it hit the planet Tiamat, it was fired in haste. Tiamat was destroyed, however... That ray somehow, mysteriously, must have hit the, the planet Mars by accident, 55,000 years ago. And on that date, Mars lost most of its waters, and its inhabitants had to escape. Now, those inhabitants looked just like us, but slightly different. Their skin color was more whitish. They landed here on Earth in rocket ships, not down on Aki's. They're giant UFOs. The Aranaki spaceships do not uh, produce smoke and fire. Rocket ships do. And that's the reason also why we had the mass migrations of us from Europe to South America. The original earthlings, the original earthlings became the, the Mayans and so forth. When you arrive from Mars, you look very similar to the original inhabitants of the Earth, which were just white, they were smarter much smarter, they could not coexist with the original earthlings. Okay, so they basically we are, to be brief about it, blunt about it, we're Martians. We're the descendants of people who took off from Mars, or as Edgar Rice Burroughs called it, Barsoom. They flew to Earth. They settled here. It's almost kind of like the story in Battlestar Galactica, where 150,000 years ago we have this advanced race that descends upon Earth a more primitive Earth, and breeds with a local populace and ends up with us. Of course, that was science fiction. Uh, Earthsome accepted. Except the Anunnaki created two races at the same time. They created bloodline on Earth and on Mars at the same time. Because life was created on Mars approximately 10,000 years before the life was created on Earth. Well, okay. well Aaron, you're saying all this happened 55,000 years ago. Now, we've had... At the same uh, time, you know, we know a lot about Mars because of the, the recent Martian uh, rovers that have been up there, Opportunity, and I forget the name of the other one. I'll tell you what, we're going to finish that comment and that question. You're hearing Aaron Kaplan with Gene and Chris on The Paracast. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs. Convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You can save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com.
Iodine protection packs from HempUSA.org are now in stock for immediate delivery worldwide. Our iodine protection packs include micro plant powder, green life kelp, red palm oil, and our clear roll-on iodine that will feed the body the iodine it needs. All iodine protection packs are in stock, save you money, and ship for free in all 50 states. Visit HempUSA.org or call 908-691-2608 today. HempUSA.org has a revolutionary wonder food for detoxing the body and rebuilding the immune system. Microplant powder can help unclog arteries and soften heart valves while removing heavy metals, virus, fungus, bacteria, and parasites. Plus, it cleans and purifies the blood, lungs, stomach, and colon. Keep your body clean with Microplant powder. Visit us at HempUSA.org or call 908-691-2608 today. Big Berkey water filters are in high demand. Storable foods are also in high demand. BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com has always kept our focus on the Berkey water filter products. But increasingly, our customers have been asking for storable foods. After months of research, BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com now offers great-tasting, long-lasting, storable foods. These ready-to-eat meals are packed in airtight nitrogen pouches. All you do is just add water. And because they're sealed so well, they come with a 25-year shelf life. Combine our Berkey water filters, which are powerful enough to purify treated, untreated, or even stagnant pond water with our storable foods, and you have a winning combination. Remember, we offer free shipping on every order over $50, and GCN listeners receive 5% off all ceramic filter systems. Visit BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com or call 877-99-BERKEY. That's BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com or call 877-99-BERKEY today. This is Alex Jones with five good reasons you should consider buying a solar power generator. Number one, new climate legislation could easily double or triple your electric bill. Number two, our new energy czar wants to control how much power your electric company allows you to have. It's true. Total government control of electricity in the name of smart grid technology is coming. Number three, in some areas of the country, the power grid is dangerously overloaded. And now new socialist legislation is only compounding the problem. Number four, dangerous weather is always a threat to local grids. Every year, thousands of families lose their power from weather-related outages. Number five, a solar power generator provides powerful backup insurance and peace of mind. Folks, I really believe in the solar power generators offered by Solutions from Science, one of my oldest sponsors. You can get more information at www.mysolarbackup.com. That's mysolarbackup.com. Remember, the government doesn't own the sun, so go to MySolarBackup.com or call 1-877-327-0365. This is Jacques Vallée. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. We continue, Chris, posing a question and a comment to Aaron Kaplan about what we knew and what we've learned about Mars on the Paracast. Chris, pick that up, please. Yeah, Mars has been dead for hundreds of millions of years. Uh, There is absolutely no published evidence or no acknowledged evidence that would suggest that Mars uh, has been anything but a dead planet uh, for millions of years. So I'm not sure. It says a lot of scientists at JPL and, and 
Well, Dr. John Brandenburg, who we've had on the show a couple of times, one that discovered there was a huge ocean on Mars and, and came up with the theory of, a, of, a, uh, of some sort of nuclear event that occurred, yeah. what did he say, I think 1.5 billion years ago, Gene? I, I forget the numbers, but uh, you know, you, you're really, Aaron, you know, when you say things so wait, like – Wait, 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 wait. Next time you see the doctor, ask him about a spacecraft called New Horizons, okay? Very important. A spacecraft called New Horizons. It was launched in January 19th. 2006. That spacecraft went to the, to the asteroid belts, okay? It had two super instruments about One called ALICE, and one called LISA, L-E-I-S-A. That instrument is supposed to measure molecules of water, the precise DNA of molecules. This spacecraft went through the asteroid, the asteroid belt. Wait roughly. a minute. Did the precise DNA of molecules, could you explain that? Uh, everything has a DNA, whether it's life or water, the, the, the precise hydrogen in the water, how much percentage of hydrogen in the water, the type, salt water, sweet water, whatever the water is made of, it'll tell you exactly to the millionth power, okay? So, so you're saying time. water has DNA? DNA may be the wrong word to use, okay? Uh, yeah, but, it is, Aaron. Right, right. But, but what I'm trying to tell people is that instrument will, will measure the essence, the exact essence of the water, which composed of where it came from. When we went to the asteroid belt, I found two distinct separate water forms. The one that's closest to the planet Mars, mixed with soil, sampled to flying to space was sweet water, pure sweet water. The one flying outside the asteroid belt it found traces of pure salt water. Okay? That was reported back to NASA Labs. Again, the spacecraft is called New Horizons. And the two instruments aboard, there were five instruments aboard. Very funny name. Pepsi, Lori, Alice, and Lisa, one more. I'm strictly talking about Alice and Lisa, or Lisa, whichever you call it. NASA laboratory found out that the sweet water samples exactly from, from the asteroid belt closer to the planet Mars matched exactly the essence of the water found traces by the Mars Land Rover a few years ago. Identical readings to the molecule. They won't call me crazy? Go ahead. That's fine. I'll accept that. Well, you know, I, I do remember uh, the New Horizon launch. I think it's uh, headed to Pluto, if, I'm, if I remember correctly. Yes, you're but, right. Yes, you're and, right. And they happened to do some spectrographic and ultraviolet uh, uh, observations uh, on their way there, and they did detect uh, some interesting findings. I, I, I don't know what those you findings are. It. <laughs> I, 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 will, I will definitely look into this. But again, we're jumping all over the place here. Uh, you know, you're you're claiming that um, you know Tiamat uh, they missed trying to blow Tiamat up and they hit Mars and and then the Martians came here fifty five thousand years ago. I mean, you might as well be telling me that there's no such thing as as evolution and that uh, this is all you know some sort of uh, creative design or something. I mean, it, it makes as much sense to me as that. I, I'm I'm really having a hard right. time wrapping my head around this, Aaron. I, I really got to be honest. You're right. You're right. Aaron, that's Chris. Please continue. I'm Three, sorry, two, Chris. One. Uh, Chris, I'm sorry. As far as we're concerned, the human race, we, 
We are strictly a pet project, PET, a pet project called the Anunnaki. That's all we are. We are a pet project. We are successful. We maybe didn't evolve very well in skills. I don't know if the, how successful they are. If you look at what's going on in Washington, D.C. right now and all right. the primitive <laughs> violence on the planet and uh, the misogynist attitudes of... Uh, of half the planet, uh, rampant, uh, you know, impact on the environment, and uh, you know, just awful stuff going on. Yeah, they're 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 pretty successful. Now, can I read you some real quick? Listen to this: the gravity of Mars is supposed to be thirty percent that of Earth. Okay, supposedly. Let me read you one verse, one verse from Genesis chapter five, verse twenty-nine. You, you gotta hear that. And he called his name Noah, saying, This one will comfort us concerning our work and the toil of our hands because of the ground that the Lord has cursed. Well, that basically saying, we just got here. And, and it's so hard to live here. Why? Simple. Because the gravity of Mars, where they came from, was 38% at the birth. That's my interpretation. Again, I could be totally wrong. No, maybe that explains why uh, women uh, have to deal with gravity as they get older. Maybe. <laughs> you think? Hey, we've solved all the problems then. So basically, we need to lose weight as we get older. Now look at me. You don't uh, want to see me. Yeah. Or work out. <laughs> you know what? We can start a new show called The Workout Show, the Powercast Workout Show, and we can find paranormal ways to increase one's health and increase your physical fitness. You know, you want to be, as they say, ripped, as they say in the modern vernacular. Well, Aaron's ripping me a new one on this one, boy. I'll tell you, Aaron, you got to send me your book, buddy. And I want to get you back on and uh, and ask some uh, some intelligent probing questions. I warned you in the letter. It's nothing you ever heard before. I warned you. <laughs> you did. Like I said, I really love creative thinking. I love it when people put together, you know, fact factoids and, and, and conjecture and uh, put them to uh, you know factoids and, and, and conjecture and uh, put them together into a nice cool theory and you've done that uh, it's been uh, quite a, interesting uh, having you on the show and like I said I'd love to uh, get more up to speed on your thinking obviously uh, you have a very complicated scenario here that we couldn't possibly cover in two hours so uh, this has been uh, this has been uh, interesting to say the least Aaron, tell our listeners where they can find more information about your book and your work. Well, just Google it on Deep Analysis, Pride and Conclusion, or go to or, uh, my website directly, one name, Deep Analysis, Pride and Conclusion, one name, and you'll find my website. Okay, Aaron, just another couple of quick questions here. This book, did you publish it yourself, or did you have someone publish it for you? Libris Publications. Is that one of these self-publishers or what? Uh, yeah, uh, not exactly. They're pretty big. It's, uh, Libris starts to the next. It's Libris. Libris. Okay, so they published it. You didn't pay them to publish this book. Oh, I sure did. Okay, so it's self-publishing. Uh, you can call it that if you want to, yeah. Okay. No, I just want to clarify for everybody. This yeah, is self the self-publishing outfit. You paid this company to publish your book. To print a certain number of copies, or is it on demand where they just print it whenever you need to buy some to sell? It's on demand. Okay, so it's an on-demand kind of place. 
Now, did you try to submit this book to regular publishers or what? No, I never did. I just okay. chose them. They gave me a very good deal originally, the right terms. I, I, and I just chose them. Okay. You felt if you do it yourself, you have control. Did you have someone edit the book or did you do all that yourself? Well, I did the basic editing, me and my wife, and they really did most of the editing. They're pretty good. They're very good. Okay. So, again, the book is called Deep Analysis, Frightening Conclusion. The author, yeah, the author is Aaron Kaplan. And I say there's no relationship, even though he has the same name as my wife's maiden name. And I didn't know him when I went to Tilton High School in Brooklyn, so there you go. Aaron Kaplan, thank you so much for joining us this week on the Paracast. Thank you. If you have a comment or a question, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And that's not all, neighbors. We've got a post-game wrap-up coming up next. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. You expect professional service from your doctor, your accountant, and even the girl who takes your morning coffee order. Why not from your domain registrar, too? Namecheap.com provides stellar service with no sneaky upselling. We offer more features and security options for your website than there are ways to order a latte. And new domains come with WhoisGuard to protect your personal info. At Namecheap.com, you can get your domain for as low as $2.99. Now is a great time to get to know Namecheap.com. For 58 years, fate has provided true reports of the strange and unknown. Fate brings you the latest in all aspects of the paranormal, like angels and miracles, psychic phenomena, ghosts, UFOs, and much, much more. To receive your complimentary Fate magazine, call now at 1-800-728-2730 or visit their website at www.fatemag.com. That's 1-800-728-2730. What are you waiting for? Your fate awaits. Jason Lewis here. We talk daily about all the crazy stuff happening around the world. Concerns with the economy, job loss, and natural disasters, just to name a few. Let me ask you, what are you doing to be prepared? How will you provide for your family in an emergency? Well, for my preparation, I recommend WiseFoodStorage.com. WiseFoodStorage.com offers delicious, ready-made, freeze-dry meals that carry a 25-year shelf life, and you prepare them in minutes by simply adding water. Wise Food Storage entrees are packaged in individual metal mylar pouches, then stored in convenient grab-and-go plastic containers for freshness and easy transport. Go to wisefoodstorage.com today to request a free entree sample. And for a limited time, enter the promo code LEWIS to get free shipping on any order. Call 855-FOODWISE. That's 855-366-3947 or visit wisefoodstorage.com. Wisefoodstorage.com, gourmet emergency food at the best price. If you owe money to the IRS, you can't make the problem go away by yourself. But with the help of Dan Pilla, you can get your problem solved once and for all. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. For 30 years, I've helped thousands of people solve their tax debt problem, and I can help you solve yours, too. We take a very simple but proven three-step approach to solving your problem. First, we stabilize IRS collection action so you don't have to worry about the IRS seizing your bank account or paycheck. Next, we build a comprehensive plan to get your tax debt reduced to the fullest extent possible, sometimes even completely eliminated. And finally, we work with you every step of the way to get your problem solved once and for all. Call us for a free consultation. Call 1-800-346-6829. We'll work together to get your problem solved guaranteed. Dan Pilla has been protecting taxpayers from the IRS for three decades, and he can help you too. 
Call us today at 800-346-6829. That's 800-34-NO-TAX. How would you like to have normal blood pressure? This is Ernesto from Illinois. I had my doctor's appointment yesterday and I got my labs in. My HDL is 119L and my LDL is 37L. My doctor asked what I was doing to lower it so much, so I told her about HB Extract. Millions of people like Ernesto are suffering from high blood pressure, congestive heart failure, unbalanced cholesterol, irregular heartbeat, and clogged arteries. But now there's an effective, natural, 100% organic nutritional supplement for a healthy heart and circulation. Heart and Body Extract. My blood pressure has not gone past 125 over 80 in almost a month. Experience amazing benefits when your body gets what it needs with the assistance of Heart and Body Extract. did a double take when she looked at my ER labs. She couldn't believe it. Order at hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305. That's hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305. Thank you. Heart and Body Extract. This is Hilly Rose, and I hope that you do listen to the Paracast, because you will learn a great deal about the paranormal. Now, in the old days of the Paracast, we used to have a post-game show where we would interview a guest and then spend the final ten minutes commenting on it. Not all the comments were favorable. What kind of comment do you expect this time? Well, listen. Oh, my God. Is your head spinning yet? What? Did you take off what the propeller? Gene, what yes. was that? You know, I think I have a propeller on my head. Let me just see. Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, I think there's a propeller on my head. No, there's not. It's just my regular head there. I have to tell you something. We've been doing the Paracast now for, what, five and a half years? And, you know, we've had some pretty wacky guests. I'll tell you one we had back in the early days, Eric Julian, all about extraterrestrial science. Okay? And we tried to get him to explain his extraterrestrial science. And we went on for about an hour or so. And I have to tell you, he could not explain it. Now, with this particular book, we don't have a copy of the book. I don't know if I'm ready to read it, as a matter of fact. You know, normally I'm happy to read a book before or after a show. But there are four sample pages of deep analysis, frightening conclusion on his website. And... If you're confused by what he said here, ladies and gentlemen, read those four pages and you'll be dizzy. Oh, my. Uh, He contacted us, right? Uh, Please tell me that's the case, and this wasn't one of your uh, guest suggestions, uh, Gene. Uh, I promise you we do have guest suggestions on the show, okay? Yeah. We have book publishers who contact us, and they say they have a book. They offer to send us a copy and maybe have the author on. But I got this letter from Aaron where he describes the book and he says, we never got into this because everything else was so confusing. He says, I also have positive proof on which group of so-called aliens was performing the abductions of us humans. Not maybe, but exactly. Yes, an exact answer. Now, I have to tell you, we have been asking for an exact answer. And nothing he said on this show provides an exact answer. Now, he says this here in his letter. You've never heard this before. Nowhere. The world's best kept secret. That's part of his writing style, by the way. He writes in phrases rather than whole sentences. I agree. We've never heard this before. 
It may be the world's best kept secret, but he can't prove any of it. Well, I'm just, I'm slack jawed, Gene. Are you gobsmacked? I'm, I'm slack jawed, gobsmacked, and uh, mightily perplexed and confused. I, mean, I, I, I love creative thinking. I really do. And I meant it when I told him that this, I mean, the guy obviously has really put a lot of thought into this. But boy, if you want to be taken seriously, you've got to do your legwork. And, you know, your answer is, well, the government uh, doesn't want you to know, so there's no way that you can prove any of this. Well, then, then why even try? Uh, it's you know, it just doesn't, it just doesn't wash to you know, just your standard objective uh, person uh, listening to this stuff. It just doesn't wash. You know, it's very interesting here. The thing that bothers me about this is he claims to have the proof, but then when you try to pin him down, he quotes all sorts of separate sources that seem to have very little meaning or credibility. And then it says, well, the government is hiding it. Well, if the government is hiding it, that means you don't have the evidence to prove it. You're just talking through your hat. Well, I did find the reference to the Ethel, uh, you know, the Rosenberg trial and warships uh, of space. And like I told him, it was from a website called, uh, what did I say, <laughs> Lunatic Forum or something. something like that. Right, of course. I mean, if you go online, you'll find all sorts of wacky theories. I'm surprised he didn't start quoting Branton. Uh, gosh, we've had some pretty crazy people on the Paracast. I mentioned Eric Julian. I also mentioned somebody who came on for a show about the alien interview, where this nurse who was supposedly involved in the Roswell case, out of the blue, sends this guy, a Scientologist, by the way, this manuscript about her interactions with E.T., now, you may have heard this show, Chris. This was back several years ago. It seemed what he did was he burned the manuscript. I never could get him to explain why. But I did get him to agree to post a PDF copy of his book in our forums. And I have a feeling he got more circulation from that than anywhere else. Now, as a result, I asked Aaron if we would have permission to post a PDF version of his book, on the Paracast forums, and guess what? He said yes. So right now, if you go to forum.theparacast.com, you could find your free copy of Aaron Kaplan's book. Assuming, of course, that you care about reading a copy of the book. And if you do, we have it posted in our forums. And the thread is listed this way. Download Deep Analysis Frightening Conclusion by Aaron Kaplan. You'll find it in our general freewheeling chit-chat forum at forum.theparacast.com. It's a free download. Yeah. And certainly right now, I don't know what purposes serve Chris in having him on again. Tell me. Well, I, again, I was trying to be uh, magnanimous and, and, and kind. I, you know, I want to give the guy a fair shake. I haven't read his book. I, I have a, a feeling it's going to be difficult to get through if he writes in phrases. But, you know, again, I, I, I do like creative thinking. I, I will entertain... I'll give somebody uh, more than enough rope to hang themselves with any particular, you know, conglomerate theory. But I don't know. I, I just, you know, I'm kind of of a mind uh, maybe to attempt to try to read the book. But, uh, you know, I think it's an interesting approach. It's an interesting concept. It, it's it's like pop culture gone wild. You know, I don't know. It's I guess it's fun to have uh, some of our <laughs> more different guests on from time to time, like Aaron. He's uh, he's he's quite a piece of work. I, I I meant to ask him if he has a sister named Esther because if he does, I'd love love to get her number. She was a little hottie. Oh, okay. Well, how old would she be now, Esther? 
Uh, she's my age. I mean, we went to college together. And dated for a while, and then I lost track of her. And Esther, right. Esther Kaplan. Well, I'll tell you. It was so curious. You know, I was only curious. Really, I'm serious. I was curious because here's a guy who grew up in the same area I grew up, some years apart. Went to the same high school. And it looks like he attended some of those meetings in New York of various UFO organizations. But I think we really caught him there at the beginning when he was trying to say this two movies, these two movies showing the Bermuda Triangle and allegedly the actual Roswell crash, if I take it correctly. Well, and he said something about eight or nine objects, too. That's the first I've ever heard of that. Yeah, and it looks like he was first trying to say, yes, it must have been Jim Mosley's meetings, but having... Been at those meetings, I was able to expose that. I think, you know, the guy is having fun. You know, he has a bubbly personality. I think he's enjoying himself. I think that he doesn't take it any more seriously than you or I do. I think he was just writing a book just to have fun and see what people thought about it. That's why he didn't seek a real publisher. He did it himself. And I think if you're going to go that route, and I understand there's reasons for that because publishers really, you know, unless the book is the biography authorized of Steve Jobs, you know, they're not going to publish it. And even if you have someone, a smaller publisher, say Anomalous Books or someone like that, take your book, you're not going to make a lot of money from it. It's not going to be a bestseller. This way you have control over distribution and everything. The problem is he needed to have a professional editor. And I tell you that because I've written books and Chris has written a number of books and you've got to have a third party knowledgeable go over your manuscript, clean it up, make it better for publication. Don't you agree? Oh, boy, do I. So, you know, that's where it goes. It doesn't mean how good a writer you are. I think him and uh, Anthony Sanchez should get together and compare notes. I bet you they could dovetail their stories together and come up with a really interesting sequel. Oh, yeah. This is going to be fascinating. This is going to be something that you can't believe what kind of sequel he'll have. Or maybe, you know, what he'll do is maybe a few months from now, he's going to come back and say, hey, you know what? It was all just a big goof. I was having fun with you, man. No, I think he's serious. And, you know, Gene, the way things are going right now in in this whole uh, morass of a field, I'll bet you the guy will have his own uh, History Channel TV show next year. I think maybe he's already got his agent working on it. You know, you have to think about that. You have to think about this. Chris O'Brien, tell our listeners where they can find more of the things that you do where you do have evidence for something. Well, I'm a moderator at forum.theparacast.com where I do uh, lurk about uh, from time to time. been super busy lately. I have some some responses I need to, to get up there on a trickster thread. But uh, Our Strange Planet is my website. And, Gene, this was, uh, this was one for the, uh, for the books there, buddy. I just haven't figured out which book. If you have a comment or a question, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. Ladies and gentlemen, you've heard Gene Steinberg and Chris O'Brien. You definitely are in the Paracast. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast. <laughs>